everyone, today is Thursday, the 24th of October, 2019. This is The Gap, episode 490. I'm Luke Glory. Job Glory is here. And uh, what's happening, Joe? Basketball season's back. Happy birthday, Luke. Thank you. It's so, tomorrow, but... It's today, Dickhole. You live in the past. <laughs> uh, yeah, happy birthday. Um, well done on managing to survive another year. Uh, at least technically, anyway. Um, maybe you haven't seen the full rotation of the sun. Perhaps I've jinxed you, but uh, I don't know. Like, provided you publish this podcast in time before mm. you perish... Like mm-hmm. poetic before your impending poetic death. Uh, yep. I reckon it'll be of like bit of a fucking thrill for the listeners to hear the last time you ever talk and me literally talking about how you're gonna die. Actually I've mm-hmm. now jinxed your I've jinxed the jinx. It can't work now because I called it out. So you're not gonna die. I have no idea where you're going at any of this. Don't worry, everyone listening at home does, and uh, you're not actually able to contemplate your own mortality, so, Ah. yeah, uh, I wouldn't stress about it. Uh, Anyway, uh, what's going on, basketball season? Yeah, we're playing fantasy basketball again. Mm. Uh, I've constructed one of the worst teams I've ever made, uh, which might actually be a good thing, considering every time I've, I've thought I've constructed a good team. Uh, it has not worked out very well for me. So now <laughs> yeah. that I've constructed a terrible team, uh, I assume it's going to work out really good. Um, or just come last. Or that, yeah. It's a fucking buy-in league. Uh, and What does that mean? We had to pay fucking... It's like a winner takes all. They put money into it. Oh, really? Shit. Yeah, did you I not see this? No. I got invited like two days before it started. We both, I invited you 15 minutes after I got invited. They're like, oh, we still oh, need right. one more. Do you know anyone else? I'm like, oh, I'll see if Luke wants to play. Um, yeah. Anyway, you're supposed to, yeah, you're supposed to send 20 bucks across. So, uh, and the winner takes everything. Like through the Yahoo app? No, no. Apparently it's not available to, like, the buy-ins by Yahoo. Also, it's Yahoo, which I'm not a fan of, but uh, the buy-ins via Yahoo don't work for people outside of the US. So if you were a league commissioner, it would have worked, but um, mm. because you're not, and it probably would have been set up better as well. But you know, that's true. It's like the- we probably <laughs> wouldn't have a bye week in the first week of play. Uh, but yeah, and it wouldn't be on Yahoo. Yahoo is driving me fucking bananas. I can't see how many minutes my players have played in mm. in the team stats. I have to go to like fucking other pages. I just want to see how, and, and it also doesn't auto refresh. So I have to manually fucking refresh my page, like oh, some wow. sort of fucking yeah. moron, to find out. I'm like, it's like the fourth quarter and LeBron's sitting on fucking two points. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Uh, <laughs> Did someone take his ankle out? <laughs> is, he, is he already dead? Uh, and no, it turns out that, um, yeah, it just wasn't refreshing. Um, I should have known, right, um, that that was the, like, you know, that it didn't really matter because Marcus Gasol was sitting on two points all the way into fucking overtime in his game. Uh, he put up fucking 33 points in a uh, in one fucking stat short of a fucking triple-double when he plays fucking Australia in the FIBA World Cup. But uh, as soon as I draft him onto my fucking dumb fucking fantasy fucking basketball team, apparently he can manage... Two points and four fucking rebounds. And that is 
it. Uh, so, yeah. Well, that's because he doesn't have the refs helping him anymore. That's true. He doesn't have the fucking refs <laughs> sorting him out. He's not playing by FIBA rules. He doesn't know how to play regular basketball anymore. Um, yeah. Uh, so, anyway, my team sucks, and I've already made a single change. I've already made my first change. Uh, I don't know All if right, I should really. have. Yeah. Uh, I ditched. Who did I ditch? I just, I just did it just before this podcast. Uh, I ditched Victor Oladipo for PJ Washington. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Why? Well, Oladipo's injured. First oh, of okay. all, won't be back for how long? I reckon not till December. Uh, okay. Yeah. So I may as well not piss away six weeks of uh, play. See if I can pick him up in his last week uh, coming mm. back. Uh, also, it was a knee injury, so he's never going to be the same Victor Oladipo. Uh, and yeah, apparently PJ Washington uh, has secured Nicholas Batum's starting role. So, uh, seeing how I have Nicholas Batum, I may as well grab Washington. <laughs> Fuck yep. my life. Uh, yeah, anyway, so that was my oh, first. Thanks. I've got LeBron on my team. Uh, I've got Kyrie. So that's who you drafted first, right? Yes. Uh, that was my first draft. Who was your first draft? I picked up Cat. Carl Anthony Towns. That's a pretty good get, you know. Uh, how did he do? How is he? He hasn't played yet, has he? No. Uh, no. I um, because I looked at the rules before we. I think when you sent me the um the invite. Yeah. And then I I uh, I drafted while I was playing Underlords, um, and I kind of forgot the rules. And for some reason, I thought that rebounds were worth the most points, and so I was like, "Oh fuck it, I'm just going to stack a bunch of centers." Right. And then the, the first pick of the entire, yeah, the, the first pick of the entire draft was Steph Curry, and I was extremely confused. Right. <laughs> and it wasn't until about um, I don't know, round six or seven, might have been seven, that I finished my Underlords game, mm. uh, and then went and read the rules, and was like, oh, assists are actually worth more more points than rebounds. That explains Steph Curry going first. <laughs> Carl Anthony, Andre Drummond. Yeah, that's uh, two interesting <laughs> first picks. Yeah. Um, uh, I think maybe fucked up a little bit. Blocks, blocks a little bit, though, aren't they? Yeah, I think they're three points they're each. They're three points, two yeah. points. You're just not going to get you know, that many. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, like two, two maybe a game or something like that. Yeah. Unless you pick Hassan Whiteside, eh? Mm. Eh? Yeah, 14 blocks a game. Ah! <laughs> Oh, I guess he's got him. It's Job. Um, yeah, but uh, you know, I don't know how much he's mm. actually going to play. So, uh, yeah, yeah, some some different rules. I guess the only negative in this one is the the turnovers, right? Yeah, because um, we've played in the past where field goal percentage was taken into account. That's not taken into account at all. So you can have someone that's terrible at shooting, but still LeBron good at like a. Um, I don't know, a Dwight Howard or a, um, I don't know, who, Andre Drummond? Was he a, I can't remember, is he a good free throw shooter? Uh, I, I think know. he is. I don't know, I don't know. Andre Jordan used to be a big yeah. shit, but I think he was, he was pretty good last year. Yeah. Um, but like those types of guys, you big centers that were bad at shooting, yep. bad at free throw shooting, high field goal percentage, um, were kind of like a, a dump category, but with this fantasy league, uh, it doesn't really it's matter. It's like 6-cat. I've never played 6-cat before. Like, I don't know what the fuck to do. You, there, there is no dump category, right? How the fuck are you going to dump turnovers, right? Like, 
Oh, I'll just pick people who are really fucking good at basketball, I guess. Yeah, okay. Well, that's the entire fucking strategy you for fantasy. You LeBron, though. Oh, I, I, fuck off. <laughs> fuck you, okay? Um, I, I also sort of forgot, and he did 60% fucking free throws last year, and I actually had the fucking, oh, I'm going to dump free throws strategy beforehand, and then... Like, literally, while we were coming into the draft, I actually looked at the fucking way points worked. I'm like, hang on. There's only six categories that matter. And then you fucking... Like, what the fuck am I going to do? Right? Like, what? I'm going to fucking pick fucking Damian Lillard? I don't fucking think so. LeBron's still available. I'm going to pick LeBron. Okay? Like, by round seven, why wouldn't you? Why? Like, you'd have to be fucking bananas. And it turns out, right, if he is playing with AD, and AD is actually going to hit his fucking shots... Right, I'm gonna get assists out the fucking wazoo. So, fuck you, fuck you, mm. fuck that, fuck everything. Uh, anyway, uh, it's gonna be an interesting season because, yeah, honestly, I, I, we had two days. Uh, I don't even think it was two days. It was fucking like twelve hours, basically. Uh, we got asked if we wanted to join. By the time we actually got in, I didn't actually do like any fucking looking into anything. Uh, I don't really remember how, how to play fucking fantasy. We didn't know any of the rules. Neither did the people setting it up, evidently, seeing how we've got a bye week in our first week. Uh, so they've, like, sort of realized... I asked the question, right? After the draft, I'm like, hey, so uh, are we locking lineups for an entire week or do we set our lineups daily? And they're like, oh, we probably want to do it daily, don't we? And then they looked at the rules and they couldn't set it until next week. So they're like, oh, we'll just have a bye week this week. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Uh, I can't, like, I thought I was late asking that question. But we would have been fucking midway through the first week if I hadn't asked. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Wax. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't do, I didn't look at any other than that first day I looked at the rules and then... Like I said, I was playing Underlords and kind of just alt-tabbing mm. whenever I heard the fucking, the little chimey sound that it plays when it's your turn to draft and be like, oh, who have I got? Okay, <laughs> guess I'm picking this person. Um, and kind of work things out, like, to, to turn, like, who is injured and who wasn't. But there's a, um, there's like a, you can do like a, a points-based system at, there's like a, a screen or something that you can look at rankings and it'll sort of determine what those stats are based on like last year. And I think I ranked like first or second on um, two of those stats. I think it was like based off of where's this average stats from last year and projected stats. Where can you look at um, this? It was on the last page. I don't know. It showed up like once we finished drafting. It, it came up and said like, this is how everybody went or something like that. Um, I don't know if you can go back to it anymore or how that works but it, it sort of basically took the rule set we were using and then adjusted points based off of what people got last year and then was like here's how you would in theory play out uh and i think i was i was first on one of those pages and the other page i was like second or something like that so i felt like i did okay but at the end of the day it, it all depends on like um like injuries plays a massive factor in this game as well you could have your best player go down and that's it. It's true. Um, especially with like, you know, people like Kevin Durant who are out, one of the best players in the league. Uh, Clay Thompson's out. Um, Zion Williams went down, who was 
drafted pretty high in our draft, I feel he like. Was, he was drafted pretty fucking high, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, it was No one picked up Dwayne Wade for some reason. I thought that was a bit strange because I feel like he's going to come back halfway through the season. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, interesting league. I, I still... I guess I got to get in there and have a look how you can mess with the lineups. I haven't looked at it since they've changed it or if they've changed it yet. Yeah. But um, yeah, it looked looked weird. There's like an injury, uh, like position or something like that. I don't know how that works. That I need to look at. That's gone. Oh, is it? They got rid of it. Yeah. Oh, oh, I don't know. Um. Yeah, they changed. They've changed the rules. They changed the rules. Points, rebounds, assists, steals, blocks, turnovers to points, rebounds, assists, blocks, steals. That's the same. I don't understand. Oh, they switched mm. blocks and steals for some reason. Uh, yeah. But yeah, no, there's no injury report, uh, which I didn't notice until, like, because that's why I picked up Oladipo. I thought he was only going to be out for six weeks. And I thought he could just sit there and then come back and it'd be fine, but it Turns out everyone's playing all the time and there's no space for that shit, so... Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. No, I don't know. They just keep changing the rules. Uh, so, basically, I've thrown away $20. Uh, <laughs> well, I haven't thrown away any, so it's fine. <laughs> but I would have been throwing that money away whether or not they changed the rules. Uh, yeah, this is true. Yeah. So... <clears throat> anyway, uh, basketball. Nice. Cool. What else? What mm-hmm. else? What else is good? Uh, what else is funny? Uh, I don't think there's anything else that's good. I think it's just basketball. Just basketball. Watchmen. The Watchmen came out. Uh, you hate it. Yes. You're fucking weird, man. It's awesome. I didn't hate it. I just, uh, I, I guess people overhyped it. Right. They were going on about how like it was the best pilot they've seen in years, and I was like, oh, okay, I get on board with this. I watched it. I was like, it's extremely slow. It's got really good world building, like setting up the um, uh, the differences between the comic or the graphic novel mm. and sort of what is going on in this. Um, uh, or not even the, the, the graphic novel. It, is it taking place after the film? I think. Well, because no, I no, saw... no, no, because there's squids. Yeah. It has to be based on the graphic novel. I don't yeah, think but, but there were scenes in there when I was like pretty confused. Like they they show things. And I'm like, is this like in referring to the film, like the Zack Snyder film? Because um, I felt I, when I was watching it, I was like, oh, okay, this is uh, a, like a connection from the graphic novel because it's got like the like you said the weird squid things. Yeah. But then they were showing scenes with like other characters that are in that book, and I thought it was maybe in relation to. Um, the Zack Snyder film. So anyway, I was a bit confused there. But I think they do a good job of like setting up the differences between those two, like the timelines in terms of like that classic book was set in, uh, you know, 20, 30 years ago, whereas this is sort of present day yeah. um, and how the world has really, how it's changed uh, and like the style of it. It's got a fucking style about it. It looks really, looks really neat. But other than that, I thought it was so slow. Um, like just the, the pacing of it was extremely boring. I thought it was like a it. fucking fast man in the high castle. That's what it yeah. felt like. Like it felt like a. I cannot believe you reckon it's slow compared to other stuff that's around. I thought it fucking 
sort of kicked along pretty quick. Like, there was something happening quite often. Uh, yeah, it's got a sick opening. Like, the start of that oh, yeah. is amazing. Uh, but after that, like, I have no idea who the Watchmen, like, who they are. Like, who is it? Like, I feel like the boys sets up a really good introduction of here are all the characters. You kind of get an idea of who yeah, they are and like, what's going on. I don't get any of that in this at all. Like, uh, I think you're supposed to just sort of absorb it over time and, like, pick that stuff up on the rewatch or whatever. Like, you'll go back and be like, oh, it'll make sense. Fucking. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah. There, but there's some rad shit in there. The fucking interrogation scene with the uh, silver mask. That was so fucking cool. And like... That seemed like an interesting way to do... Like, if you were to do a modern day Rorschach, but without um, like CG effects or something like that. Yeah. Like, that'd be a cool way to visualize it because it looks very similar. Yeah, yeah. That's what the I was reflections thinking. and whatnot. But like the relationship that world has with Rorschach is also really interesting to me as well because obviously, mm. you know, his message has been perverted into that of a white supremacist cult. Uh, sure. But at the same time, clearly the impact uh, he had still lingers on the other side of the fence as well, uh, mm-hmm. which I think is really cool, like really interesting. Um yeah, I don't know, man. I didn't I, like. Don't get me wrong, I didn't hate it. Just when people are saying that it's the best thing they've seen in years, and I'm like, no, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> that, it, I mean, it's like the Goose Game joke. Everybody's fucking raving about oh, this Goose Game, f- and I'm like, no, go play Hitman, you dickheads. Hitman's a way better game. <laughs> it's just because it's an indie game. It's got a fucking goose in it. That's the only reason why. That, well, Give Hitman a goose. Oh my you, lord! It's got way better mechanics in it. They should. They should have a goose costume for Hitman. That'd be fucking amazing. How are they? Well, he technically has a. There's a mission where he's in like a chicken suit. It's the same fucking game. They ripped him <laughs> off. Uh, I did see a story, an article uh, yesterday. Uh, titled on the Atlantic title Don't Play the Goose Game I think it was called and uh Is this the New Yorker? No Atlantic um oh, okay I did see the New Yorker review oh my lord someone has an issue with geese um yeah but uh no the Atlantic one never was ripping into it but I didn't think he was like obviously it was a pretty inflammatory title but i didn't think he was that far off the mark to be honest uh like it was a really interesting point i i actually didn't appreciate having a to-do list as a goose myself uh, i thought it sort of got into the in the way of the uh the concept of playing in that goose world uh and mm-hmm. s- turned it into a bit of a like checklist that i need to check off which is ultimately why i stopped playing it i just didn't feel like i don't know marking things off anymore and yeah it was i thought it was like we went into some interesting things but it, you know you can't criticize the goose game i guess it's too much of a meme um yeah anyway so it was that um so yeah that's that it's actually we're nearly in the fucking thick of tv season eh? like we're real close there's a lot of stuff going on pretty soon um uh obviously watchman is the most recent one and, and uh, Mr. Robot I don't know if you're still watching Mr. Robot I haven't caught up on um, last season I need to go go watch last season because this is a, this is the final season coming up isn't it so yeah I kind of want to get 
into that. Yeah, Mr. Robot's awesome. Um, yeah. Uh, so. His Dark Materials is coming next week, I think it is. Uh, yeah. Which is that... Uh, fucking can't remember. Uh, I started watching Paul Rudd's show. Oh, yeah. On Netflix. Is it any good? Yeah. 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 Like, they're short, sort of like 25-minute episodes. Right. It's only like six of them, so it's yeah. easy to sort of churn through. Cool. Nice. Uh, and... Oh, yeah, the fucking... That crossover event for fucking the DC Universe, the CW-DC Universe shows. Superman stuff? No, Crisis on Infinite Worlds or whatever the fuck they're up to. Infinite yeah. Crisis. Uh, it's not just Superman stuff. It's like fucking a billion things. Like, it's it's all over mm. the fucking place. Uh, I've never... I, I've, yeah, they... Yeah, looks interesting. they got a bunch of the Superman. Like, most of them. A lot of the Superman. The, the recent ones. Yes. Pretty fucking sick, and then Rick and Morty, like the start of November and shit. Like fuck yeah, yeah. I'm I'm in, in to watch some TV, because uh, mm. I haven't been playing any games, no games that I can talk about anyway. Uh, actually, before we get onto games, uh, I finished a book. I asked for recommendations for an audio book, and I got one from True. I got a, a bunch. So I'll, uh, I'll jump on my next one. I haven't decided on the next one yet, but I jumped on one from uh, Drew Money. I suggested uh, 14, I believe it's called. Uh, now I'm going to fucking check. Um, and he said... I can't remember what exactly I described. It's the best audio book in years, and you listen to it. He said, <laughs> it's, it's really you. Right? Do you ever get yeah. really worried when someone describes something as super you? Right? When you've got no idea what the fuck it's about? Right? They won't describe it to you. And they're like, oh, it's so you. You're like, what does that mean? Like, what is that value judgment? Right? Like, what is that going to say about me? Do I, like, I'm going to listen to this. And what if I fucking hate it? I'll be like, what is, like, am I just shit? Is that what it is? Or do I just like shit stuff? Or, oh, Joe, yeah, he he likes whatever fucking shit you'll throw at him. Uh, that's not the case for 14. It's awesome. It's really fucking, really good. Uh, I think it was narrated by the dude who did the Bobiverse books, uh, which was mildly distracting. Uh, Bobiverse is, is that series of books, We Are Bob, We Are Legion. Um, this dude uh, pronounced Archimedes, Archimedes, which was extremely distracting. And Pagola as... Pergola, which I mm. found out is actually how Americans pronounce it, uh, which is heinous. Pergola. They pronounce it pergola. Yeah. Yeah. They don't even have any perglas over there. They don't even know what a fucking pergola is. So how dare they get to fucking dictate how we say Wouldn't that shit? not they call it like a porch or something? Exactly. Exactly. They mostly call it a por- porch, but when they really want to fuck some shit up, they call it a pergola. Anyway, uh... 14's really good. Uh, it's about a dude. He moves into an apartment building and weird stuff happens, but it's definitely worth listening to. Um, yeah, I was, just, I was just wondering what the fuck so me means because... That's the weird stuff. Weird stuff, yeah. The weird stuff that happens. Joe loves... You know. Joe loves it when weird stuff happens. <laughs> That's true. You know what it, you know what it means. That is the basic construction of... Yeah. Like basic that element of fiction that I really fucking, oh kinky yeah yeah fucking it was the butt stuff that really got me into it 
Um, anyway, so uh, yeah, that's pretty good. Now I got to pick a new book because I finished that one. Uh, I'm not inclined to listen. It's got like two sequels, but I'm not, I don't. I don't feel like it needs sequels. I feel like it's pretty self-contained. So I'll get around to the sequels at some point. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and so yeah, I got some really good suggestions. So I'll, I'll check one out and pick pick something and check that out next. Uh, and oh yeah, and die, dude. Uh, if you've got a comic book reader uh, app mm-hmm. of some sorts, get like Comicsology or whatever. Get die. It's awesome. Uh, it's fucking sick. D I E. D I E. You know, um, you know, I was wanking on about games that like games that are about sorry books that are about games. A couple of weeks ago, I was talking about you know lit RPG. I believe it was called. Sure. Uh, yeah. A, a new genre that I'd discovered that was a fucking decade old and I hadn't really discovered anything but uh yeah Die is like fucking knee deep in that fucking genre uh it's a comic it's by Kieran Killen uh and it yeah it basically you know who it's Dungeons and Dragons meets Jumanji basically but it's fucking great it's real good uh, I'm super addicted to reading it uh, awesome art style and uh, yeah just sort of plays into the like explores the the tropes of RPGs really well and, and the and the details behind uh, why why RPGs are the way they are and stuff like that like really explores that kind of shit because Kieran Gillen uh, former games journal so I think more more than a lot of the other lit RPG authors Especially, like, there's a couple out there who, like, consider themselves to be the fucking kings of it. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, I've gotten a little bit into a lot of those books and just sort of, eh. Because uh, a lot of the time, it exhibits some sort of fundamental misunderstanding of the, you know, actual, like, perhaps they've played World of Warcraft uh, but they don't. They haven't like thought critically about thought like deeply about how a game is constructed. That's not the case with Kieran Gillen's shit because uh, obviously he's got that background. So uh, yeah, he's he's transformed it into a pretty sick fucking piece of fiction. Uh, so yeah, definitely worth it. I think there's fucking eight books. I'm only up to fucking six or something. Um, they're not big, obviously, but. Uh, I don't like to, like, fucking hammer through a bunch of them all at once. Uh, i guess I got shit to do, Luke. I'm a busy man. So, uh, yeah. Check out Die. Uh, definitely worth it. And that's about it. That's that's my non-game-related shit. Cool. Yep. Uh, Should we talk about some gaming stuff? Let's talk about some games. Alright, I'll kick off. Um, Metro Exodus. Oh, yeah. I uh, I checked this out on the Xbox Game Pass. I love Xbox Game Pass. I think it's fantastic. It's fucking oh. great. It's so good. It's a genius piece of work. Uh, although I can't stop it from trying to fucking install games on my C drive, which is why is that? Bananas. I don't know. I don't know. When I install games, it gives you me like a drop down list of all my hard drives. I've definitely got like Gears is installed on a different hard drive and. 
uh, Sea of Thieves is installed on the same hard drive as Gears. There's definitely a default fucking hard drive for fucking games for the ex- ex- Microsoft Game Store to fucking install shit on, but it insists mm. on immediately installing everything on C, failing, like literally filling up my C drive and then failing the download. So I can't even like be all like, before I down- attempt to download 40 gigabytes of shit onto your C drive, definitely fucking up whatever you're doing because I'm going to fill your C drive. Uh, I'm just going to check if there's enough space. No, let's just fucking download it. And if they, he can fucking make space when we get to it. <laughs> it's delete windows. It's fucking, yeah. We'll just fucking, we'll delete windows and there'll be enough fucking space. I don't give, I've had enough. We're downloading now. Um, yeah, it doesn't even fucking <laughs> that's, check. That's why with my new PC, I bought a 500 gigabyte SSD and was like, just use that. Windows, yep. you have that. Yep. <laughs> and fucking don't touch it. Windows, you fuck this up, uh, and, There's something uh, wrong. and stop touching everything else. Um, yeah, but anyway, because I think on my last computer it was, I feel like it was 120 gigabytes or maybe 200 somewhere around there. But with my C drive, I don't install anything on C. I like C is Windows, and that's it. My yeah. applications go on a different hard drive, and it's like that's my buffer. If Windows needs to install anything else on there for security updates and whatnot, then just load it up. I got pretty close on the old computer. Like yep. 20, 30 gig hmm. free. Um, so I don't know what it's doing in there. But yeah, you, you can definitely on at least my, because I installed Outer Worlds as well, and it gives you a drop down. Like, hey, where would you like to put it? And uh, same with Metro Exodus and everything else I've put on there. So really weird. Um. Anyway, Xbox Game Pass is, is fantastic. I, uh, I'm i really curious to see what happens over the next couple of years with that platform and, and kind of what they decide to do with it because they put themselves in this hole now where they're going like, let's put all our stuff, all our Xbox content on this Game Pass. And you're going to get to a point where do you need to buy games anymore? Because the value kind of outweighs like going and buying new games if you're paying i don't know how much it was is, is it like 10 bucks a month something like that um and if you're the type of person that buys two games that's like easy it's an easy purchase for you yeah i think and that's what Microsoft, they, that's what they're driving at right like yeah. do you your own compulsion notwithstanding do you need to buy dvds anymore or blu-rays or whatever yes pretend you're not you <laughs> All right. Pretend you're the average punter. Yeah. Do you need to buy DVDs anymore? Yes. Shut the fuck up. You do not. Get the fuck out of here. Just because it's your birthday doesn't mean I'm going to fucking, like, entertain whatever fucking delusions you have. You've got so many fucking streaming sites out there that there's literally no reason to buy anything anymore. You literally just... quality. Oh, my God. Half the time it fucking isn't. Half the time, it's yeah. like you got to wait fucking six months after the fucking Blu-ray release to actually get it on fucking 4K, and you can just watch it on Netflix in 4K straight away. Like, no, not the same. Oh my god, unbelievable. Anyway, yeah. the point I'm attempting to make, and you are attempting to skewer, is that I think that's what Microsoft's going for. You don't need to buy games yeah. anymore, right? Like, uh, we're talking about it in Discord right now. Uh, like, just with the Battlefield announcements, because Frisco realized that his, uh, that his EA Game Pass expires mid-November, 
which means he must have gone there for a battlefront or something. Something mm-hmm. dumb. Something just terrible. Um, uh, so he won't get to play Wake Island on Battlefield Five because that's coming out in December. Uh, but he's also not going to get to play all that much of the Fallen Order, depending on when the expiry date hits. Uh, and it's the, like, the question is, right, do you keep playing Battlefield? Uh, do you, like, re-up to keep playing Battlefield? And also, you know, you get Fallen Order out of it and whatever they've got coming next year. Or is it actually not that worth it? And for Frisco, I guess, ultimately, you know, he got... No, he must have opted for Battlefield last year. Obviously not Battlefront 2. That's two years ago. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, yeah, for Frisco, I guess it's not that worth it because he played Battlefield 5 and Anthem, right? Uh, and what else has EA had? Not that much, right? Unless I guess this year they've got, what, Need for Speed Street? Need for Speed. I think is... Whatever. Apparently coming out. <laughs> Heat. Heat. Need for Speed. Heat. Heat. Uh, yeah, but uh, right, uh, like... Unless you're super into fucking Need for Speed, I don't think it's worth re-upping for that. So your question, like the question is, is Wake Island and Fallen Order enough for me to re-up? And probably not. But on the other hand, is The Outer Worlds one day playing Metro Exodus when I've got a better fucking graphics card? Uh, After Party, Blair Witch, uh, Gears 5. Right? (laughs) In that case, yeah, it's totally worth re-upping. Like, you're absolutely going to do it. Why the fuck would you? See if Thieves thieves is on there, right? See See if if Thieves thieves is on there, yeah. Yeah, Um, yeah, like... You've got options. The question is, have they created the right environment for you to want to buy back in? EA hasn't. Uh, Ubisoft hasn't. Xbox explicitly has, in my opinion. Um. Yeah. Anyway, you were talking about Metro Exodus. Yeah. Um. So I previewed that last. I think it was last pack, so I got a chance to see that, and then also just before the game came out, I had a chance to also play it on console. Um. And I was a bit iffy about it on console back then. Uh, I guess they dumped us into a a section of the game, which was kind of a bit later than um, than the beginning of it. So it, it, those games are really hard to sort of preview when, especially these giant like open world sort of RPG based games where you're collecting um, resources and constructing your own weapons and things like that. Like Metro is not entirely a giant RPG, but it's, it's got elements of like personalizing your character and um, like persistency of being like, I'm going to have all these crafting materials and then later on when I really need them, I'll be able to use them. And so when you chuck someone, a a, a critic, into that situation where they haven't played that entirety, that beginning of the portion of the game, it's really hard to judge um, that section because in that particular demo, I was was struggling with things like ammo and whatnot. Um, And that was just because I didn't have the materials that I needed to to do some of this stuff. So um, I walked away from that demo liking sort of what I played, but also being very cautious about it, like pretty down on it. Yeah. Um, and so I jumped in and, and I've played a bunch of it over the last couple of weeks. I actually could have talked about it last week, but I completely forgot. Nice. Um, That's what I like to hear. And plus we were already well, fucking 50 We went for like three and a half hours last week. <laughs> so, uh, 
but yeah, I, I was definitely wrong about that game. It's uh, it's extremely it's an extremely good game. I think it's probably um, sort of flown under the radar quite a bit. I think it did pretty well the first two weeks it came out because it, it was like a, a February release where there's not really a whole lot coming out. And I feel like I saw it at the top of charts. Um, those sort of one to two weeks it came yeah, out. Yeah. But since then, it's been pretty quiet. Like, I haven't heard a lot about it. Um, and so, yeah, I, w- I was pretty surprised about how it plays. Uh, some of the criticisms about it that I don't like is that it feels like there's too many um, sort of like mutant enemies that are kind of just wandering around the environment and for a game that that relies so heavily on managing your ammo um it feels like you're sort of relying on making decisions of whether or not you want to engage on the with these enemies or not uh and then when you do decide to engage in them it seems like they're respawning them at certain stages so oh okay it just it just seems like it's not worth it at that point like yeah. oh i go and um sleep and then i'll come back and because it, it's, it's sort of like this hub world where you go out and do all these missions um and side missions but then you kind of spend a lot of time in that one area it's not like the original metro games where it was pretty linear um sort of like reminiscent of your half-life like very Metro is heavily inspired by Half-Life. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's no longer like that. It's gone into this sort of open hub world sections and they're getting you to go do all these side missions and you're clearing out enemies, but it seems like they respawn them as you come back. And so it's just... A bit of Far Cry like syndrome. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I don't like when games do that because, mm-hmm. you know, you, you feel like you've accomplished something and then when you come back later, it's like, oh, all right, well, I guess that wasn't really worth it at all. Um so that, that's probably one of my only criticisms of it. Uh, the game is outstandingly pretty on PC. Uh, I'm running it on... Um, uh, it uses ray tracing, RTX. And it looks fantastic. Um, especially with like... The, the, like the tone of the game is this post-apocalyptic... Um, after like a nuclear war in Russia. And it's very dark and grimy. Um, a lot of sort of underground tunnels and that sort of thing um and when you have like beams of light sort of shining through broken windows and grates in the wall and things like that it looks it looks really cool the way it sort of lights up those rooms um so in terms of the aesthetic and its art style it's really really nice but the um yeah just in terms of the gameplay like what they've done to sort of evolve that game from bring it to like a linear sort of corridor shooter to where it is now it's sort of like you know they've taken inspiration from from like i said half-life it's kind of makes you feel this is the direction that a half-life game would go like if a half-life game came out today and it was a corridor shooter nobody would play it (laughs) because that's nobody plays those types of games anymore well i mean people would play it but they would be like what the fuck is this like a game from the early 2000s um a lot of shooters these days have evolved past that to well, know, like it's Far because Cry and things like that. You know, at the time, obviously, Half Life was doing what it could within the limitations of the you know technology at the time. You know, like that's why yeah. uh, a lot of what you know Black Mesa and stuff uh, did was like eliminate loading screens between levels and stuff like that. They had to; yeah. they could only load so much into memory at, at a time. Uh, yeah. like it wasn't until 
like San Andreas, the the streaming technology San Andreas used uh, to deliver what it did off a disc was revolutionary at the time. And you think back, like to when San Andreas came out, it wasn't that long ago, right? Like hmm. we were we were stuck in a in a place where there just wasn't the capacity uh, for for that kind of gameplay at the time. Yeah. So, yeah, like, it makes sense that, I think that might be why we haven't seen Half-Life 3, right? They realise they can't just make a Half-Life again. It has to be so much more. And they were getting there with, like, the um, episodic content, with starting to, like, expand it out. But at the end of the day, they were still getting from point A to point B, just with a lot more stuff in between that you can kind of branch off into. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's where they're struck. And also like Half-Life changed the way that we did storytelling in shooters. Uh, Half-Life 2 added things like, uh, I guess their big thing would have been the physics engine and what <coughs> they did with that. And I think they're looking for the next thing. And they looked at, I, th- I honestly think that VR was something they were heavily considering for Half-Life I do have 3. a flagship VR title still yeah. coming. They were showcasing. I remember. I remember seeing a couple of weeks ago. They were showcasing their door technology from their flagship game. Uh, they had like a big fucking presentation at some, some something. Uh, so you some like you order this and they they send you a door like a and you put it in your house and that's what yeah and then you walk through the door. It's a peripheral. And you're in Narnia. Um, <laughs> no, it was like. Oh, it was it was a pretty good prezo because they were talking about like they went in like super deep into the challenges because you know they're all about that uh, presence uh, and yeah. But at the start of this presentation, they're like they put up like a the dude doing it put up a, a screen a slide or whatever, and he's like, "I'm just it's like point one. I'm only talking about doors. Point two. I will not answer any other questions about our flagship title." Point three, I'm only talking about doors. Uh, and then he goes in depth on the doors. And yeah, it was basically just a, you know, the challenge of, of getting doors to work uh, in, a, in a way that feels natural, but also doesn't directly impede you because of the way that you normally interact with doors in real life isn't the way that you would interact with doors in a, in a VR game because mobility, the yeah. mobility isn't the same and stuff, you know? Because like, you think about the way you open the door, yeah. is that you would put your hand on the handle and I guess use your weight to sort of leverage yourself forward and push it. Not You don't have that in VR and so you probably have people falling over quite a lot. Exactly. Or if you're trying to, like if it's a pull door, you like step back and then through, but that's not a natural motion in VR. Like all that kind of stuff, like all the kind of crazy shit and that's just trying to open a fucking door. All this shit... You have to yeah. take into account just to open a fucking door. That's pretty fucking yeah. nuts. So, like, I, I do think Half-Life 3 was heavily going for that VR stuff and also with their control technology and whatnot. I just don't know if it ta- it's taken off as much as what they'd hoped to. Um, it is... Half-Life 3 would sell VR. Oh, it'd sell. Like, that, that'd that be the, the unit killer. Like... Yeah. That, like, you, you want to sell this hardware? Then bring Half-Life 3 out. They're just waiting. I it think just they're waiting for the right hardware to sell with it. <clears throat> uh, they've got the yeah. Valve Index controllers now. You've got individual fingers and stuff. 
Uh, they've got like a base stationless headset uh, that apparently mm-hmm. isn't that great, but it's getting better. Like they're getting there. I think they're just waiting until they finally get to. Yeah, yeah. Until then, Dota can keep funding. Dota, yeah. Steam, Steam can keep funding. Steam, Steam money. Steam makes the real money. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, yeah. So anyway, yeah, Metro Exodus. It, it, it's yeah, it's a great game. Um, it like oozes atmosphere. It's very atmospheric and uh, very reminiscent of like those those games we don't really see a lot of anymore. Like those types of shooters. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it's really good. I was definitely wrong about about uh, aspects of that game. Um, and yeah, I think it's I think it's an excellent game. If you've got uh, Xbox Game Pass, definitely go check that out. Or if it jumps on sale um, at some stage, check it out. It's 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 a lot of fun. Nice. Like you can you can play it as like a, a stealth game, um, an action game, like go in and shoot people. I did sections where I was stealthing and whatnot, so. Yeah. It's got a lot of variety in terms of how you want to sort of approach it. Um, so I'll add it it's to really the cool. giant backlog. Yeah. The giant, giant backlog of mm-hmm. games that I haven't gotten to play yet because I'm playing something else. Uh, oh, I can't wait for next week. Oh, my Lord. I'm so excited. Get excited, <laughs> people. Get excited for next week's podcast. Uh, stay excited for this podcast. We've still got more stuff. We've still we've got like you know a pretty big fucking release coming. But good yeah. lord, good god, um, yeah. Uh, it's like keep... where would Metro? Where would you like? See, I oh, really want to play Disco Elysium. Maybe check that shit out. Looks fucking. Um, rad. I've seen. I'm pretty confused about that game. Is it a talking RPG? Yeah. Right. Yeah, there's like I believe it doesn't have combat. It's just got like dialogue references that lead to auto resolved combat. Yeah, but apparently it's fucking amazing, like yeah. some loony shit. And then the Outer Worlds. Oh, Outer Worlds. Um, that's fucking that's tomorrow. My week, that's my weekend game. Tomorrow is it? Oh yeah, it is too. Or is it tonight? Tomorrow. I can't remember. Yeah, tomorrow. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, tomorrow. Outer Worlds getting really good reviews. It's getting awesome we, we couldn't get copies. <laughs> Thankfully, it's on Xbox Games Pass. This yes. this episode brought to you by Xbox Games Pass. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, but yeah, I can't play that yet. Uh, that won't be my weekend game because I have to play this other fucking game. Um, yeah. Just. Just. Anyway. Uh, anyway. One game I've been playing to uh, in, in, in the interim... Uh, is WWE 2K20 game of the year? Uh, WWE 2K20. Been, been watching uh, the reaction to this online, but it hasn't been positive. It hasn't been a positive reaction. People have been um, losing it uh, at how awful it is, and it is awful. It's awful from the fucking ground up. There's so much bad about it. I've only played it for about two hours and I cannot see myself continuing to play it at all anymore. Uh, I haven't been a huge fan. Like, I don't think... I was actually excited when I heard Ukes was leaving the WWE franchise. I don't agree with anyone who thought that they were doing their best work. They were definitely Mm. just fucking treading water uh, until 
the contract ran out. Uh, and so once they left, I think we were always going to have that NHL 15 year where they, you know, NHL teams switch to a new engine and release yeah. one of the worst games, one of the worst sports games of all time, not counting Australian sports games. Uh, sure. Like, just underwhelming in features, underwhelming in execution, uh, just an underwhelming full price game uh, that should never have been released in the state it was. I think it was it would be fair to expect the same was going to happen with WWE 2K20. It is so much fucking worse, so much worse than that. Mm. Uh, yeah, the like none of the wrestlers look like who they're supposed to be representing like oh maybe i think triple h looks a little bit like it but like the textures are all fucked uh the graphic the graphics in general are just fucking terrible uh the function of the game itself is fucking awful the way that characters interact with one another the collision detection all that kind of stuff is terrible uh like they just they just don't hit each other well. They just don't like punch correctly. There's there's a very rigid like it's always been pretty rigid in the wrestling game, especially with the Uke series. Uh, it's always been pretty fucking. We're not talking about some sort of like three D brawler here. We're talking about a game that sort of leans pretty heavily into the idea that wrestling is faked by using a lot of prefab animations. But even the fucking punching is prefab animation type shit so that you will punch someone, clearly never hit them, and still have them react uh, because the collision is based on whether or not a flag was raised as to hit true. Uh, mm -hmm. And so I put up a Twitter video uh, of me trying to get around a corner to punch uh, another wrestler. Uh, but we are both sort of locked in on the corner of the screen and like transitions around corners are, are like full animations so outside of the ring you've got a space outside of the ring where you can continue to have you know fights and if you try to walk around a corner right there's a, a prefab animation there's an animation that takes you around the corner you do not fight in the space to, like at the corner there's no fighting there because uh, there's only about a person's width between the ring and the side guards, uh, side rails. Mm -hmm. uh, so they don't allow any fighting there. And so when you walk around there, it's it's an animation that takes like takes over. And so trying to punch someone when they're at the like at the limit of that animation is extremely difficult. But also if they're punching, right when you walk through there it doesn't flag true person hit because you're, you're still flagged in the animation. So you will just sort of fucking walk through, ignore a bunch of punches that clearly hit you and then do whatever fuck you want. If you happen to like take a step back to dodge, you'll go back into the other animation and go around the corner. So you can get into a bit of a loop there, but if you punch at that corner, right, without triggering the animation, you will just punch 
and it'll be punching as if you are punching a, a, a person who's right there because the game recognizes that as zero distance, right? Like the corner itself is zero distance. It's just a animation flag. Uh, so it makes the punches happen, but you're clearly never hitting one another. And it's sort of fucking, you just punch. All right, that's obviously deep diving into one giant floor. Uh, the, like, it barely even scrapes the surface. Uh, the amount of fucking whack animations, just because it's so fucking canned, uh, out of control. Like, the, I was doing a steel cage match, and the inability to, uh, steel cage? Hell in a cell? One or the other. Uh, and the inability to, like, climb up onto the top rope from outside of the ropes itself so you can climb up to the top rope and then jump off and hit someone but you can't climb up if you're outside the top uh outside the ring so if you're on the ring apron outside the rings uh walking around you can't climb up to the top rope because again you get locked into that fucking corner animation it does it again right so you just sort of loop around and if you try to do it he will also trigger the getting in animation. So he will like loop around, but also be climbing through a ring rope. Ah, so you're looping around a, a steel bar and climbing through the steel bar at the same time. Cause the game just can't fucking like fathom that you are attempting to climb up on the fucking top rope. It's, just, it's like they never considered that someone would attempt to get up on the top rope from outside the ring ropes, even though that happens all the fucking time. Uh, like, just, like, whack shit like that. Yeah, again, none of the fucking characters look like they, they should. You do, they've got brawls. A big new feature is brawls, uh, where, you know, you have fights that aren't in, in the ring, uh, which is not a big feature at all. It's a pretty classic wrestling game. Uh, when you go there, it's dead silent. And none of the hits have any sound. The only thing that makes sound is when you put someone, like, slam someone on the ground. So it would just be, like, hitting, hitting, hitting the occasional commentary track. And then you pick someone up. And then there's a thump when you hit them on the fucking... Put them on the ground. And then they get back up and hitting, hitting, hitting. That's it. Like, it's so fucking... I cannot believe it got put in in the state it was. Uh, What else? There's, like, a... The third option on the main menu leads to nothing. Uh, leads to a coming soon screen. Uh, so it's not implemented yet, even though it's third. Um, and... Yeah, it's basically just a travesty. I mean... There's... It doesn't feel like a wrestling simulator. It doesn't feel like it's simulating the wrestling experience. It feels like a uh, fucking indie attempt at recreating a WWE licensed game. It feels like they've they've got the fucking they got the recipe book out, mm-hmm. uh, but they didn't have any measuring cups. You know, they're making a cake. They got the recipe book out. They don't have any measuring cups, and they just fucking eyeballed everything. They're like. Just put a fucking bunch of flour in. Oh, and also they're not competent bakers at the, in at like in the first place. Like they're not actually good at baking, so yeah. they're like, uh, cake. Yeah, it has this much flour, these eggs, some milk. Yeah, we'll just fucking we'll see what we got. Dump some flour in. 
throw some fucking eggs in. Oh, yeah, right, take the accident, like, sort of try to extract the eggshells, but not really. Slop some fucking, oh, we're out of milk. Okay, we'll just do sour cream. Sour cream instead, and fucking, they go from there. Like, yeah, they clearly didn't understand the recipe at all. And so what they've created is not great. Uh, mm. Yeah, anyway. But it could, could it also just be a matter of they just didn't have the time? Yeah, it could. Uh, but, but, but saying that, then should have this been released as a... It's not a full price game. It's uh, it's like a uh, like a sixty nine sort of seventy dollar game. Um, should it have been a lot lower? Is it? <laughs> yeah. Is it a budget game? Really? Well, it's not a ninety dollar game. Are you sure? Yeah. No, it's a full price game. I think you're looking at fucking American prices, buddy. No, I was looking at like I just looked at JB Hi-Fi. It's sixty nine dollars. That's JB Hi-Fi. That's not RP. Will you stop talking oh, yeah, about no, fucking... EB, EB Games is a fucking $110 for every game. It is a $100 game. They released it for $100. EB will sell okay. it at the RP wherever they can. That's what happens. That's what they do. The, don't take into account prices that other people put on it. Take into account the fucking RP they released it at full price. The cheek of it. Um, yeah. Anyway. So... Uh, yeah, it's a full price game. It should have been budget priced. It should have been fucking forty dollars. Uh, yeah, and then discounted to twenty at JB or some shit. Like that's <laughs> out of control. <laughs> yeah, or, or I, I feel like the reason why it has been released because of the licensing reasons and whatnot. Like they need to put out a game, basically. Um, True. and maybe it is in there that it needs to be a certain price. Who knows? Yeah, maybe. Uh, but I feel like we're meeting them more than halfway. Uh, yeah. Oh, no. I'm just saying that there's a reason why this game is out there in the wild. <laughs> yeah. True. Um, anyway, don't get... I've seen some shit. Like, it's awful. On on Twitter. Like, yeah. people posting videos of just, what, like, completely janky stuff. It's like EA UFC game bad. Yeah. Awful. <laughs> yeah, it's, I think I put on Twitter, it looks like EA's new basketball game. It's just fucking... <laughs> Yeah, people spinning around and like objects clipping through the the mats and people jumping up onto ropes and just someone weird what, animations. What needs to happen now is someone needs to come out with an AEW or New Japan Wrestling Pro, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling um, game that like just blows it out of the water. That's that's what you. If I were AEW or NJPW. I would be, like, scrambling everything. I would be pouring, like, millions into getting a a better wrestling game out and trying to, like, drum up support that way. I reckon yeah. it would be such a so fucking spectacular marketing effort. Ux yeah. is making a wrestling game. Are they? Yeah, an unlicensed wrestling game, apparently. All right, see? Like, I, I don't think Ux has been at the top of the game for a while, but, uh, yeah. Attach a license to that shit. I, I think visual concepts will get there. They guys behind the basketball and yep. the 2K NBA. Um, I think it just needs more time. Maybe they just didn't have the time to. Oh, you're gonna to buy most to... of the wrestlers. Well, not most, but a lot of the good wrestlers. You're gonna buy them with VC. Oh uh, right, so yeah. Cool. yeah. Fucking 2K loves their VC, don't they? 
Oh, you're right. Oh, fuck that shit. Uh, anyway, that's that. Yep. Uh, so what else? Um, Apex Legends. Yep. I had a chance to play some of the new Flight or Fright mode, the Halloween event that's running uh, for a couple of weeks. Yep. Uh, you talked about last week. I am going to talk about now. It's not very good. Um, the biggest issues that I see are the um, they haven't thought about like I think some of the problems you talked about, which is like people leaving the match. Um, yeah. So the the way the this actual game mode works is a limited time event where uh, thirty I think it's thirty players drop into a map. Is it thirty? I think it's thirty. Every yeah, time I I've so. seen it, it's been yeah. about thirty. Yeah. Um, they drop into a map. It's nighttime on Kings Canyon, um, and it's all solo drops. So whenever you die, you get turned into a undead zombie um, who can't shoot. They can run really quick. They can jump, yeah. uh, and they do a lot of damage on melee but they don't have any health. It takes them like one or two shots to kill uh, for an enemy to kill you. Uh, and when the game gets down to about 10 people left, 10 survivors left, they all team up and they need to get to an extraction point. Um, I have, I played... It's a killer concept, right? I reckon it's a great it's, concept. It's, it's fantastic. It's a great yeah. idea. We talked about it before. Like it, We had our hands on it. Like It sounds like an immense amount of fun. Problem is that nobody's playing it that way. Um, the... the half a dozen games that I played there was lucky if there was f- four or five zombies at the end of the game yeah. like that stayed in the match people yeah, are just fine. leaving as soon as they die um, uh, which is shit I think that they need to change that That like if you're going to play this mode play it properly yeah. uh, otherwise put a like ban them from playing for half an hour yeah. and then increment that ban like stop the people that aren't playing properly from playing it simple because you're ruining that experience for everybody else. Yeah. Uh, and then the... Um, I only saw it happen once, teaming. Uh, and I dealt with them pretty easily. But other than that, um, <laughs> there should be a way to report people teaming as well. So, yeah, my biggest issue with the whole mode is that people aren't staying until the end. Like, they're not playing the mode. They're playing half the mode. They're playing the mode where they want to be, be a survivor and get to the end. And if they don't get to that part, they don't want to be a zombie. So they'll leave. Yeah. And I think that's fucked up. That's lame. Um so they, yeah, they. Sh- I've not. I'm not. I haven't gone back and played it. Um, yep. And it doesn't look like the developers have addressed that issue, no. uh, or, or, or look like they want to address that issue. So yeah, they, they've they ruined that mode by not um, putting some sort of procedures in there to stop people from doing that. Yeah. And I think that needs to be in there, like ban, I, ban like, people from playing know, it. May- maybe it's too soon for them to do that, but hopefully this event is a wake up call to make them realize they need to put like implement some shit for next next time the next time they do one it should have something in it to make sure people play to the rule set because that's the only yeah it's the only way it works yeah that technology is in there they've got leave penalties in there for ranked games yeah so all they would need to do is switch it on for that mode yeah uh, and force people to play it yep and anyway um so yeah I think I, I feel like I haven't seen people complaining about it as much I've seen people complain about teamers, right? Um, but not the fact that people are leaving. Um, and then there's just some basic shit like heroes that don't really work in that mode. Like Watson is kind of broken because um, you just get a ton of Watsons at the end 
and they oh, just yeah. fence the area. They'll yeah, just right. sit in a room and fence the area, yeah. and you can't get in there. Yeah. Um, when, like, I know Dota has done a bunch of sort of, like, modes um, for seasonal events in the yeah. past, and they'll put in, like, weird games in there. Mm. And they'll, lock, they'll update it constantly, like, a couple of times a day. And they'll bring heroes out of rotation. They'll, they'll put them in there. They'll change their abilities to make it so it's not game-breaking. Like, they're on top of that sort of stuff when they they do those types of things whereas this feels like they've put it out in the wild and they're like yeah we're good um, and I wonder if that is just an, a, a, an issue with uh, not necessarily being lazy or anything like that or just not understanding their audience but just the fact that they can't patch that sort of stuff on consoles because they've got to pay money oh uh, um, yeah and I think that's a huge problem with yeah at least with Valve and Dota I go to Dota because that's the one thing I can think of where they they update so quickly that game and that's because yeah. it's a platform where you can just push updates out and it doesn't cost developers any money whereas on a console whenever you want to put an update out you've got to you've got to spend a bunch of cash it's got to go through certification to make sure it doesn't break things on the console or break the game and it takes a long time for the for them to push those updates out um which is why you start seeing some developers sort of doing like weird back y type of stuff where they, they can push some updates out through like a, like a like download an update in the background, but it won't yeah. really necessarily be like a, an actual patch. Yep. So things like that. So uh, like I've seen Battlefield does that sort of thing as well. Yeah. Um, but maybe that is why they're not doing it. But if that's the case, then I think they should still be pushing these updates out on PC. There's no cross-platform on apex if it was call of duty modern warfare for instance or Fortnite or something like that then yeah absolutely because those platforms are cross-play they're running you know then running different versions could be an issue but yeah yeah i don't see why they're not doing that so anyway um our bottom line is that that uh that mode is is an awesome concept just executed really badly because of people that aren't playing it the right way and no way to deal with those people yeah. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Um, PUBG. PUBG. From one BR to the other. Uh, PUBG released their season five uh, last night. Well, yesterday, but uh, like last night, the servers went live. Uh, I played a bit of it, Drew. Played a bunch of it with uh, randos because nobody was online for whatever reason. And uh, I like it. Uh, it was only like, I don't know what was going on. Clearly some luck of the draw shit, but I was only getting Erangel and Miroir, which... Is good with me. Uh, chuck the candy in the mix and I'll, I'll still be happy. Sandhawk shows up and I'll continue to be sad. Uh, but yeah. It's New Miramar, right? It is New Miramar. Um, yeah. Some weird loops, some weird ramps. Uh, a bit easy to drive over without like jacking up your car. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's largely good. The Winchester has a scope on it now, so it's actually a fucking useful fucking weapon. Uh, I never found it was like, it's, it's no good medium to short range, uh, in my experience. Uh, it's, it's way too slow to use. Uh, uh, so yeah, it was only really any good medium to long range. Uh, but you only had iron sights, uh, and it had like fuck all bullet velocity. So you couldn't really work out how to adjust it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I never really worked things didn't work out so well with me with the winnie with yeah. hindsight it was a good uh i've i don't have any guns yeah i don't it need was, a gun <laughs> that was literally it. it you'd pick it up if you didn't have any guns uh i had a fucking ripper 
I'm going to go on a uh, game on Miramar last night with some randos. Uh, I didn't have any guns except for a Winnie and a uh, Mac 10, um, my micro Uzi. Uh, That's the combo you want right there. It's the fucking dream. Uh, um, and uh, yeah, we landed in, um, what's it called? Uh, middle of the map, uh, San Martin. We landed in San Martin and uh, I don't know, five other teams must have landed with us. And uh, my teammates were being absolutely fucking Oh, the worst kinds of cowards, just fucking pussies. Uh, but I was chasing down these, uh, chasing down these other teams because the fighting was like hammering, non-stop, going. I'm like, might as well third party or fourth or fifth party at this point. Uh, see what I can get into, and I'm like, inc- like encouraging my teammates to come up with me. They're constantly lagging about five buildings behind. Uh, to be fair, I didn't have. I had like level two. Uh, gear. I just had shit for weapons. So maybe if I'd taken some time to gear up, maybe I would have gotten better weapons. But it just seemed like pointless. Like why don't I just like we've landed pretty hard? Why wouldn't we get hot with it, right? Anyway, uh, pushed up. Like Micros did one dude down, popped him in the head with the fucking Winnie. Managed to pop another dude while he was jumping through the window to get me with the Winnie, and then went upstairs. It was like those buildings, those like multi-story buildings and just started like sniping picking dudes off with the winnie from fucking uh a couple of hundred meters away it's fucking mm-hmm. that gun rips um yeah it was good um what's the other thing you can throw you can throw melee weapons now uh and i haven't managed to do it yet i found a sickle but uh, otherwise, I've not found... Uh, yeah, I, I didn't I just haven't found myself. I think I would have to put myself in a situation where I had to use it. So otherwise, I'm just going to try and win gunfights. Uh, but it's cool. It's a cool idea. I like the idea. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's a good update. Uh, I don't care about the season pass. So, yeah. That's about it. Right. Any other big changes they put in there or... No, I don't think so. Uh, do do you feel like they, they were like season five because fuck Fortnite just did this giant thing and so did Apex? Maybe. So here's, here's an update. Yeah, here's maybe. I mean, it's, it's like the Miramar change is pretty significant. Uh, it seems to be getting pretty positive reactions. Maybe I should look at the fight. But did Miramar get sucked into a black hole? That's true. It didn't. So, it, or did Sandhawk get sucked into a black hole? Hopefully. That's my hope. Uh, yeah. Um, I wish it was easy to see fucking patch notes. Here we go. Patch notes. Let's have a quick squeeze at the patch notes. Oh, uh, yeah. They've added a racetrack to Miramar. That must be all the ramps and shit. Oh, the vending machines. I, I didn't see any vending machines while I was running around. Um, oh, this is for pills and, and yeah. energy drink. They increased the spawn rates of weapons as well, which wasn't what was happening in my experience. Uh, oh, yeah. You can fulfill the community there. There was these boxes, these cardboard boxes with like discs in them and shit. I uh, didn't really understand what they did, so I didn't pick any of them up. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, Winnie changes. Oh, you can throw items to teammates. I can't see that being that big a deal, to be honest. Uh, like, I'm probably not going to use it all that much. 
That's uh, me. It's an interesting idea. Yeah. Of being like, if you're behind, like I can't, I can't, uh, I think it's 15 meters off the top of my head. Yeah. Something is that like the change? Yep. Yeah. And so like, I don't understand how far that is in, in the game. Cause I can't think of it, but if you're between two walls, for instance, and you needed bandages or something like that, then that could be helpful. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah, a good idea. I just don't, it's not like that big a change. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, alright. All in all, seems pretty good. Um, I'm still enjoying PUBG now that we've got decent servers. That's all that matters to me. Yep. Nice. Okay, what else we got here? Uh, oh, I didn't put it down, but uh, can we talk about crazy mobile game real quick? Yeah, which one? Empires and Puzzles. Uh, okay, yeah, sure. I, uh, I, I did that fucking you know you get like a daily ad thing you watch an ad okay yeah and uh it gives you some some items or whatever yeah i did that and i got the fucking thing i needed for my purple dude oh nice so i got him up to the fourth star and then the fucking the rare quest two days later was the one i needed for the red chick oh, so yeah, i got so her I up as well yesterday yeah <laughs> And so, and then, like, so now I have a compass and a gloves, which is what I need for another person to go up to four stars. And I've got three other four star characters. Um, and they're like, they've all got all the items they need to, to get up there. But I've only got one set of compass and gloves. So now it's a race between my blue, yellow, and green four stars to yeah. try to get up there fast enough because whoever gets there first they're getting the fucking gets the compass they're getting the compass uh, yeah. I have no idea when the fucking other compass is going to come along so uh, yeah <laughs> you get That's, them slowly yeah. I, I'm leaving it entirely to chance I've I've teed up so to work out who gets there uh, I've teed up a um, you've got like that you've got the place that makes units right heroes yeah, the barracks barracks training camp the tra- training camp and uh i've gone and i've just sort of dumped all my recruits into tw- like 30 fucking low cost troops so they only cost me recruits and and food mm. they don't cost me any other fucking resources but i can't pick what color they are and so right. uh 30 of them I need, like, all three of these four stars need about, about 15 heroes to get to the end. Yeah. And uh, they will, like, they will reach the max level so they can ascend and get to the four star. Uh, so it's basically, I've left it up to chance. Whatever the game gives me, whatever colors the game gives me, yeah. that's what's going to, that's what's going to determine who gets that four star? Uh, right. Because I can't decide. I don't want to have to decide. I mean, I could, I could just pump all fucking all the fucking units into. What I'm doing at the moment is obviously using blue heroes to pump up the blue dude, and green heroes, etc., etc. Because you get more. I could mm-hmm. just use whatever colors show up out of those three to pump up one of them, because. Uh, all of my dudes are at max uh, special skill. Yeah. 
so I could do that, but yeah, I figured instead I'd leave it to chance because I like them all. They're all pretty good. Uh, if I got yeah. a five star in any other color, in any of those then you colors, just ditch I'd, it. I'd yeah. drop them in a heartbeat. But uh, yeah, until then, they're not bad. Uh, they do they do the job. Yeah. Uh, green green guy in particular is pretty fucking. He hits like a fucking truck, and uh, he's got that fucking ability to wipe buffs away. So uh, he's very useful. But otherwise, yeah. Anyway, yeah. just thought I'd, after all my whining about not being able to, being ascendancy <laughs> locked, uh, <laughs> literally the next day, the shit I needed showed up. Was yeah, do your dailies. Tops. Um, yeah. yeah, there was a guy in our, in our clan asking questions about something. He's like level 30. He's, he's like higher than me. Yeah. And he's like rocking three-star heroes. And I'm like, right. <laughs> do you know how to play this game? What, what have you been doing? That's Hudge, right? Hudge or Hutch? I or don't whatever. know. But he's got... I think he's spending all his fucking... All his uh, summon... Like, all his free gems on fucking troop summons. Hmm. Because he's got three four-star troops. Like, okay. he's got better troops than he does heroes. <laughs> Maybe that's the trick. You buff your troops. Right? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Uh, I, I used my last uh, free gem on troops. Now that I've got all four-stars, I'm like, I need I need the fucking four-star purple. But, hmm. I mean, the odds of it showing up are pretty fucking minuscule, so... I don't know. Yeah, watch I can do. Anyway, anyway, still grinding, still still grinding. grinding. Uh, it's yeah. yeah, like I like I said last week, it's a it's actually a pretty good match three game. Yeah, uh, it's a good time sink. Yeah. All right, Call of Duty Modern Warfare is out now. Uh, by the time you've heard this, and um, both of us went to the multiplayer reveal event a couple months back. Yep. Australian exclusives right here. Um, mm. Which we had a we had a lot of fun playing, or destroying everybody, owning, um, yes, owning, owning everybody. And uh, last week, I had a chance to go to a uh, a review event in LA, where we had a couple of days worth of hands-on time with the game. Um, and this was my, uh, I, I guess, the first chance for me to check out the campaign mode, mm. Mm. Um, and everything else that sort of is packaged in the uh, the final product. And so um, I really liked Black Ops 4 last year, Call of Duty's. That was an unexpected surprise for me. Yeah. Um, I have kind of dropped off the Call of Duty train for the last couple of years. I uh, just wasn't really interested in in sort of what they were doing. Every couple of years I'd sort of jump in and, and um, I liked some of the modern... Um, like some of the modern warfare changes they did a couple of years back and things like infinite warfare where they really sped it up quite a bit um, with the, the combat and the movement. But the campaign was really, I thought a bit, a bit shit. Um, and so last year, no campaign at all, but the three things they had in there, which is the multiplayer, the zombies and blackout, I thought were exceptional. Um, which is why it was on my top five uh, games of the year last year. Um, I think that what they did with Blackout was, you know, 
they were basically doing I thought they were doing better things than what PUBG was doing at that stage yeah yeah and I spent so much time playing that yeah and I thought we had a fantastic time with the zombies mode Um, I think that that the way they packaged that all together was really cool and unique Um, and then putting like all the weird sort of like you could play the zombies mode but then there were those weird like side things you could do in the matches which would trigger different events I thought that was awesome um, and then just like the multiplayer, I really dug the multiplayer. I played a, a bunch of just, I played TDM, majority of it, um, just doing my thing where I just run around and classic Call of Duty where I don't care about anyone else on my team. I'm just playing for <laughs> yep. myself. So that was the way that uh, I played that game. So yeah, overall, I, I really loved Black Ops last year. I thought it was fantastic, really good. Um, the only negative I would say about it is it was no campaign because I tend to like enjoy playing the campaigns <laughs> um i feel like you felt pretty similarly in terms of yeah like blackout and that sort of thing like i think you know it's i'm almost infamously not keen on the uh on the call of duties that aren't by uh, uh Treyarch at this point you know like yeah i've i've definitely caught a significant amount of online shit uh, about it uh, but uh, I don't think I'm wrong I think I, I'm correct and so Black Ops 4 uh, worked for me you know like I change yeah. uh, I, to be honest I, I liked the storyline of Black Ops so I was a little bit yeah gutted that it didn't have a campaign it was the if I was looking forward to a campaign from a Call of Duty game it would be like the Black Ops one but yeah like, still, I thought Black Ops 4 did a really good job. I mean, yeah. yeah. I could I could yeah. take or leave the regular Call of Duty gameplay experience. At the end of the day, I think... I don't know. Just, I think other games do it better now. But uh, I thought, yeah, what it did, it did really well. And, uh, yeah, it, it translated to some really fairly exciting fucking... Uh, competitive as well so uh which is always a, a good thing uh i thought the map design in black ops was really good and yeah uh i liked it for the most part yeah yeah but uh yeah uh, yeah i'm with you like the the campaign would have been really good because um, i liked what they were doing with the black ops for sort of the numbers joke whatever happened with the numbers we'll never, right we'll never know <laughs> damn it mason <laughs> tell us about yeah. the numbers Bring uh, back Sam Worthington, Frank. right? <laughs> yeah, need to know. And, but but like the the ones before that, um, like the Sledgehammer World War Two, I just wasn't interested in at all. Um, and then like the Infinite Warfare, I kind of liked the things they were doing the multiplayer, but I dropped off off that pretty quickly. Like it was a really yeah. fast paced multiplayer game. Yeah, um, and I, I think that was sort of going after like a Titanfall. Remember when Titanfall was going to be the big, big thing, yep. and they were like doing fucking parkour shit in their game? And they're like, "We can do that too." One hundred percent. Yeah. Anyway, Never so quite I, got I, as good as Titanfall because of the map design. I think is what set yeah. Titanfall apart. Uh, Infinite Warfare's multiplayer, at least the single player, was a travesty. But uh, the the multiplayer had like a really good, uh, like system in place for the player movement. Uh, mm-hmm. And the players themselves, the, just the map design is what really turned me off. It, it was very, 
uh, garbage Call of Duty style. Uh, that sort of encourages camping. Yeah. Style. I hate camping. Positional. Right. When it's not Positional justified. Gameplay. When it's not diegetically justified, uh, which is to say uh, justified within the context of the game. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so this one, yeah, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, it's back with Infinity Ward. So they're the, um, I guess, the original yep. team behind Call of Duty, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, like those types of games. Um, it's not necessarily the, the same, same exact team. Yeah. Because um, like a lot of them went over to uh, a, a new, yeah, a new studio with uh, Jason West and Vince Sampella. Yep. Um, Respawn like you said who went on to make yeah, the Titanfall series and I guess where we're at now with Apex Legends um, yeah. but there's definitely still people on that team that are working um, on this game Modern Warfare from that original team which I, mean, I guess we spoke to some of them at that multiplayer reveal event and uh, there was definitely some there at the at the review event I went to um, and so it's titled Modern Warfare and it's sort of like a I mean, I would consider it to be a reboot, but they're more saying it's like a like a reimagining of it. Um, it's not it's not like telling the same story or picking up from one of the other games. It's sort of just like, hey, here's our our take on it. Um, so sort of same same sort of characters and whatnot, but uh, yeah, it's like a. Here's here's a, here's what we would do if it was you know twenty years later, fifteen years later, but you know it's set in present day. Um, so by the time we start playing this campaign, it's like October twenty fourth, um, twenty nineteen. So it, or twenty third, something like that. So yeah, it's, right. it's set in today. It's not it's not kicking off after those other games. Right. All those times ago, um, and so the, I guess the, the gist of it is a uh, a terrorist organization has stolen a bunch of chemical gas. And they have, um, like, launched an attack on London in or in London, and that's the um, you'll you actually be able to see some of this in the trailer, um, some really cool cinematics and whatnot. That's sort of like the gist of the you know the story is that you got to try and figure out who this organization is and what they're up to, and try and stop them. Um, yeah. Not a, like a super unique story, pretty. You know, <laughs> like it, 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 it is what it is. Um, so the, the books, dad's yeah, buy, run of the airport, mill, <laughs> airport bookstores. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like let's let's pick a Tom's Clancy book. Yeah. Uh, this one, terrorists stole some weapons. <laughs> let's go with that. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But I, I mean, I, I guess the big thing they're doing this, this time, well, the way I feel about it is that uh, the game feels a lot more grounded in reality this time call of duty to me has always like at least the campaign has always been about these giant set piece moments that are ridiculously over the top and don't make any fucking sense at all um like uh i put this in i think i put this in my review i can't really remember but like if michael bay was to direct a a video game then it'd be like what would michael bay do all right let's do that but how do we how do we top that like that sort of thing like let's make a fucking nuke go off while you're in a helicopter you know those type of moments um whereas this does not feel anything like that this is like um this to me feels like and i spoke to the narrative one of the narrative guys behind it but it feels more like sicario or um american sniper 
or uh, the Hurt Locker yeah. or uh, Zero Dark Thirty were some of the names that I mentioned in my, my review. Right. Um, like it feels like a uh, you know those modern day war movies that you've seen over the last four or five years that are a bit more grounded and slow paced and very character driven stories, but with a lot of like really good action, um, yeah, like grounded action, um, mm. which have been like some of my favorite movies over the last couple of years. Like I love all of those movies. I think they're they're all brilliant. Um, so for them to be drawing inspiration from those films is really interesting and unique. Um, and so you kind of, you definitely have these moments in the game where it's, it's a bit more like it's elevated and feels uh, like a bit more of a top, but it doesn't, it's not like those classic Call of Duties where it's like, this seems a bit fucking crazy. Um, and so, yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely a lot more grounded this time. And so like the, uh, um, when we went to the multiplayer reveal event, they had this backdrop of this forest and like, uh, Captain Price like standing behind a tree smoking a cigar and whatnot and that is um, that that aesthetic or that backdrop is kind of the opening campaign right. mission where you um, it's like 24 hours before the attack in London and you are playing a uh, CIA agent who is trying to infiltrate this base and find these chemical weapons and you rappel down this helicopter and you land in this thick forest and uh, yeah immediately like you get a sense of the advancements of the engine that they've put into this new call of duty so it's a brand new engine um it looks fantastic 60 frames per second on pc with sorry on on consoles which is kind of what you expect from um that series like i think it's a huge difference playing 60 frames per second on a on a shooter compared to 30 um and i've always liked that about call of duty like the pace of it just feels right Yep. Um, and they they do it by not sacrificing the look of the game I feel like like I think that the Call of Duty games are usually pretty good looking games um, and this one I think again is you know pretty pretty great looking game um, and so I you've got pr- like just like pr- pr- prior to this year prior yeah. to the switch to the much much better engine I think they have cleverly used art Oh, yeah. To make the most out of an old engine. This extremely old engine, like a fucking uh, Quake 3 engine that had been literally butchered. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, th- I think, you know, I don't know if they're a good looking game. Like, if I think of a good looking game. It's not Battlefield. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't. But, but it Battlefield's doesn't rank not up there with. 60. Yeah. On consoles, no. But. No. At the same, yeah. That's that's the thing, right? Like they're making the most out of what they've got. Uh, the art wise, it's a good looking game. I just don't graphics wise, maybe not so much. Yeah, this one looks really good. Um, uh, so that particular mission, you got like the moon sort of as a backdrop, and all the light beaming through like all the trees and the leaves, and it looks really nice. Um, you know, and you kind of you get to the base and then it's, it's all quiet and that's when, you know, shit kicks off and, and whatnot. Um, and then you sort of fast forward past that mission and then you're in London and you're playing another character who is a, uh, a he's an SAS in part of the SAS division. And um, yeah, and then this terrorist attack kicks off in, in uh, Piccadilly. And so all of a sudden you've gone from 
um, what is fake Russia. It, it, I think it's one stage it was supposed to be Russia and they've put in a bunch of fake countries. Um, oh, okay. So you, you, you're, you're playing this CIA agent in fake Russia and now you're in London as a, as a British SAS soldier. Um, cool. Yeah, and just like the, the way this thing like kicks off is, is really interesting. Um, there's people running around frantically like civilians trying to get out of the way and you've got a pistol and you're trying to deal with these terrorists and you need to watch out for civilian casualties otherwise you'll be like reprimanded um so you're trying to deal with them um and at the same time it's not a like a linear call of duty level it is sort of like this giant it's like a hub it's like a circle hub and you can kind of maneuver your way through sort of the way you want to go to um like you can go off to the left and, and go this way but each sort of section has these pockets of little uh like battles that are going on or events that are happening and you don't really notice it the first time you play it you kind of just walk through and you go in there and like all right i'm gonna go this way and you deal with these circumstances that sort of come up uh and eventually um you know you, you might end up with a sniper rifle and then you're being told that there's a bunch of civilians near the bus and you need to deal with them and you might not be able to deal with that. Like the civilians might die and you'll get yelled at over <laughs> like right. your your earpiece being like, what are you doing type thing? But the mission will keep going on like, you know, God. And so you, you then go out there and there's a fucking car that rams in to the side of, um, you know, another vehicle and a bunch of guys come running at you and you got to deal with them. And then eventually like you're sort of walking your way through this level, but, and, and all these things are happening, but it doesn't feel like you're being forced to go down this area. Um, right. Anyway, so the thing is, I finished that level and... Um, Hang on. Uh, so, can you successfully deal with all this shit? Yeah. Yeah? Not, you I, I don't think you can do it, deal with all of it, but oh, you can okay. definitely... So, where, what I was getting to was I replayed that mission a second yep. time. Yep. I actually replayed that mission four times. Four oh. or five times. Right. <laughs> uh, because I really liked that mission. I was like, I'm going to play that again. But this is after I finished the campaign. I went back and played it. And then, so I went a different way this time. And like, there's things happening on this side now that I didn't oh, see okay. the first time I played it. And then my fourth playthrough, I went to a, I went down like an underground tunnel, like to the subway. And there was a bunch of terrorists holding up some civilians down there. And a cop like runs around the corner and starts shooting. And I'm shooting. And like, we, we save these civilians and then I go up and eventually I get back to that sniper spot again and I save the the guys at the um the bus because the first time I didn't I didn't save them and I get yelled at. Mm. Um but like stuff like that where I pl- I played this thing like five times and there's all these different stuff that is happening around this sort of contained level that I wouldn't have seen if I just played it the one time. Yeah. And that stuff was really cool. Um and I talked to one of the developers about it and they, like saying like, yeah, we try to set up these these moments where if you go down a certain direction and like, how do we catch someone's eye to, to make them focus on a, a certain section of it. And what he talked about was they had like, eye capture software and you see this sometimes in like streamers and pro players where it's like where they're looking and yep. they were doing that for their testing to try and figure out where players are looking and how right. they could gauge their focus on certain areas. And, right. so they, and he said that this is the first time they use that technology um, in QA testing or, or, or testing um, levels and whatnot to try and figure out how they can 
make it better or the interaction with it. And so, yeah, you can play it a bunch of times and you'll see different things happening. And so, yeah, that's what I did. I went and replayed that level like four or five times to see all the little bits and pieces that were going on that you wouldn't necessarily see the first time. And you may not even notice those things happening. Like if I didn't play it a second time, I would have known that that was something that was going on. And it was only until the, the second time that I played it that I was like, I'm going to go this way instead. Um, it's not a ginormous level. It can it probably can take you a couple of minutes to get through, but you know that's kind of the way some of these Call of Duty levels work, right? Is that they're very small. Some of them can take 15, 20 minutes. Others are you know these small sort of like set PC uh, moments that you know aren't that big. So that that's a really cool thing that I haven't sort of seen before in a Call of Duty game, like stuff that they're doing a little bit differently. Because the way I think about Call of Duty is that it's a it's a bit more of a corridor corridor shooter where you push forward and you deal with enemies constantly yeah um and and that was another thing that i sort of noticed is that they you've got to really retrain your brain and and uh because it is a bit i I feel like it's a bit slower or you're supposed to play it a bit more slowly um right don't have this mentality that you need to run forward all the time and push forward like you need to stand back and clear um clear areas and then go forward as opposed to just being like take out two guys run forward and that'll stop them from respawning whatever like it doesn't feel like it's doing that sort of thing um and they give you a bunch of tools to to not be out in the open and whatnot like they they've talked about being able to slightly open doors and uh being able to mount onto walls and bits of cover to pop up and shoot and around corners and whatnot so um there's more tools to sort of deal with um enemies and and being able to not just be standing out in the open and running forward because you will get punished it, it's definitely a, a hard hard game i felt like i died a lot um yeah. just because i needed to rethink the way that i was playing yeah call of duty um you know i'm not a super soldier that runs forward and just murders everybody like i've got to be in cover i've got to think about my position and where everybody else is and what i'm dealing with um so yeah anyway that level i i it's one of the I think one of the best levels in the game the way it's done is really outstanding and then it like it's sort of the beginning of that game just sort of sets the tone of what you can expect um, and we've seen a little bit like of the night vision goggles infiltration yeah. stuff they're doing and then so after that you're playing as the same soldier and you are now tracking down rogue members of this terrorist hub and you're in like it's not the suburbs but like a residential area of London and you're in your team and now you're going into like a fucking apartment building and you're clearing out this apartment building with night vision goggles on and it legitimately reminded me of um, like those classic Rainbow Six uh, Rainbow Six moments um, Rogue Spear yeah. um, like the early 2000s late 90s like SWAT where you are with a team of people clearing fucking rooms and going up and dealing with people while also avoiding civilian casualties um and so you go from floor to floor and you're like slowly opening doors and like peering in and there's like a dude with a gun behind there and so you fucking bust the door and you shoot him and there's a lady on the left who might be reaching for something but maybe she's reaching for her baby yeah and like you've got a she's like running and you're like do i shoot her or do i like, what do I do? And so you, you got to really think about these things. Um, 
And there's like a bunch of moments like that where you've got to make a split second decision. And if you shoot somebody, you probably shouldn't. Shouldn't. You're not getting a hard fail, but if you're constantly like fucking murdering civilians, then you're going to get a fail and you'll have to start again. Right. Um, but it's sort of, you know, that's kind of a hard way to deal with that. Like you can't just go around murdering everybody. Um, yep. But at the same time, you don't want to hard fail on those games. So it, it's, I don't know how you, how you would, um, I don't, do I don't think the Assassin's Creed solution is that bad. You know, you can get away with killing a couple of people, but sure. I mean, it's, it's obviously not, you know, narratively the fucking best thing in the world, no. but, uh, yeah. sometimes you just want to stab a motherfucker, right? Sometimes you just want to <laughs> pop some lady who's trying to save a baby. Um, yeah, I feel like that's like, but, oh man, there was this moment where I, I raged so hard. And so I'm, I'm in this, um, I don't want to, I don't want to give away all of it, but I just think it's so good. There was a room I cleared, I opened a door and there was a guy standing behind a, like a piece of a wall and he was like shooting at me from behind the wall and then he ducked back around and I sort of ran into the room and I started getting shot at but I couldn't see him and I died I'm like I was fucking right I was like that is some bullshit like I'm getting shot through a fucking wall and I went and rewatched the replay and he had gone back behind the wall and crawled under the bed and was shooting me from underneath the bed Damn. and I was like that is amazing like <laughs> fair enough <laughs> But you can shoot people through walls in Call of Duty 2, can't you? You can, but I thought he was literally just shooting me through a fucking wall. Right. But he had gone back into cover, yeah, awesome. crawled under the bed and was shooting at me like lying down underneath. And I couldn't, I just, what my eyes were not focused on that where he was. Like a second later, he was under the bed. I yeah. was like, bravo. And so I, 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 again, I replayed this mission like five times because it makes you feel like a badass. Yeah. He wasn't in the same spot the next time. He was like oh. behind a fucking couch, and I'm like, "Oh, motherfucker!" So, That's awesome. Yeah, um, and again, like, there's a moment where you're, you know, you're with your squad, and you're clearing, you know, Captain Price is clearing out rooms and whatnot, and you walk past the door, and a dude gets shot through the door. You, you can actually on your team, and then like later on, they're like grabbing him and right. dragging him back, like back down the stairs. But you could avoid that by getting to the door first, busting it in and like shooting the guy so he doesn't get injured. Not right. it's not gonna change anything, but yeah. Like there's just moments like that where you can sort of approach it differently. Um so again like I and just the look of it like um reminds me of again like Zero Dark Thirty, the yeah. the, the end of that movie when they're in the Osama bin Laden compound and uh um who, who's in that film? Um uh a guy from Guardians. Uh, can't remember his name off the top of my head. Guardians. Guardians of the Galaxy. Chris. Chris Pratt. Pratt. Yeah. He's in, he's in Zero Dark, Dark 30. Anyway. But like the, the night vision mode of them clearing out that compound and like, you know, that's what it reminds me of is that it's got a really nice look to it. Um, yeah. And so you're like, you clear this house and... You know, it feels, you feel like a fucking badass. So I, again, after I'd finished their campaign, I think I replayed that mission four or five times just to try and get through it without like getting shot at and like making sure that I got everybody that I wasn't supposed to. Uh, you know, like you don't get anything out of it. Um, yeah. There is a ranking system for each mission, but right. I'm just, I just wanted to do it because I thought it was a badass mission. Uh, and so like, yeah, though, I, I really enjoyed the start of that game quite a lot. Like the things they were throwing at you was a lot of fun. And then, 
Yeah, they do the classic Call of Duty thing where it's like, now you're in a fucking helicopter murdering a bunch of people as they run away. Not murdering them, but like killing them. Like that sick yeah. thermal vision camera. Uh, it, it looks looks amazing. Um, there's some really slow pieces where you know you're playing as characters you wouldn't expect to be played as. Um, uh, but for, yeah, for the most part, like I really enjoyed the, the campaign. Um, this I doesn't thought, sound grounded at all, though. Just to be honest, just to be straight up, this does like you know hunting people down and then look after and all this kind of shit. Oh, it doesn't no, no, sound but... as grounded as I think you're making out of this. Stuff. <laughs> no, no, it's like there's a moment cars where you're, crashing um, in, the, people running this, out, that... murdering cunts and fucking bus and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> that particular <laughs> mission I'm talking about is yep. the one mission where I'm like, they sprinkle a bit of fucking bullshit in here, uh, and that's okay. the one where okay. you are. You are literally flying RC planes with remote control expl- with with remote explosives onto them uh, into like insurgent bases and like blowing right. like that is the stupid thing where you're you're clearing out rooms and then switching to an RC plane and then fucking flying these RC planes into helicopters and whatnot. Um, <laughs> but at one stage, like you switch, you transition to a support helicopter that's helping you out and. Right. Um, just the look of it is really cool like there's definitely bits of Call of Duty where you're like this is pretty fucking dumb that, that's in here but for the most part they're trying to tone it back a little bit like um, yeah yeah. yeah. And, 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 and you know it crescendos it gets to the point at the end where you're like nah this is oh, right. really it's a Call of Duty game right <laughs> I mean there's not like nuclear bombs going off while you're on the side of a fucking helicopter or anything like that but right yeah, you get to the end, you're like, oh yeah, it's a Call of Duty game. I'm just, there's people running at me all the time. Um, there's like a, um, uh, like a, a mission later on where you're sort of escorting uh, um, an import, like a VIP through a building using surveillance cameras. So you're telling them where to move to um, while avoiding um, insurgents in the room, things like that. Just a bunch of interesting mechanics that are in there. But yeah, man, I actually really enjoyed the campaign quite a lot um as somebody who when i play call of duty i tend to play the campaign first because i really get i like the call of duty campaigns and it's really been um i haven't liked a lot of them recently yeah and you know like in the prestige race or whatever it is that people get no no i just i like playing um multiplayer but not not that hardcore um, yeah, man. And so I was pretty surprised by the, uh, the campaign. Um, and even more surprised that like, I don't tend to go back and replay missions, but I thought that those that like, there's a couple of missions in that I think are really excellent. Yeah. Um, and especially like, man, that clean house one where you are with the night vision goggles and you're going through and they do that a couple of times where you're night visioning up and clearing certain places. Um, yeah. it just makes me want like go back to like, man, I really want to. You say it all the time. I want a new SWAT game. Like yeah. that's what it reminds me of. Um, yeah. It's obviously very light in terms of what you can do mm. during that mission. Like you're not you're not um, going in and handcuffing people or anything like that yourself. But just the feel of it, like yeah. like um, you know, slowly opening a door and throwing a flashbang through the the little crevice you've got, and then busting in. Fucking so cool. Um, so yeah, I overall I really enjoyed the campaign. You play as like a handful of different characters. Captain Price is back, um, and he's excellent in it. He, he's got some um, 
some good lines, some classic lines they throw in there to sort of, hey, it's Captain Price. Right. Um, and the the other characters you switch between are really cool as well. Um, and, and they they yeah they mix things up. It's not it's not like a balls to the wall game where you're just running around every mission just just like working your way through a bunch of insurgents. It's like they try and change up the pace quite a bit. You know, it's not always run and gun. Um, there's stealthy parts. There's the classic sniper parts where you're, um, you're shooting people with a sniper and you've got to line up the wind speed and the direction and your crosshairs and that sort of thing. So, yeah. I, I really dug the uh, single-player campaign. Um, it's the it's the best one I've played in a long time. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a good step up. Like, if they can keep delivering these sorts of campaigns, um, it can be a lot of fun. So, yeah, I, I, I very much dug it. And just the, I, like I said, I went and replayed those missions, but I, I bumped the difficulty up as well when I went and replayed them um, to, like, the second highest. There's, I think the difference between the two highest difficulty is one, the, the very highest one turns off all the hard settings. And, oh, yeah. Uh, so total immersion. Whereas the one above that is exactly the same. It's just you've got your hard settings on there. So I was playing on... I've got a bunch of footage playing on that one. Doing the Clean House mission and, and the London Piccadilly Circus. Piccadilly Circus? Yeah, that area. So, yeah, it's it's a cool uh, campaign. There's, you know, there's a lot to like of it on it, I feel. Like, I, I'm interested to see how, how the, um, the Call of Duty sort of purists like it in terms of its sort of scaled backness. Um, right. If they what they think of it like is it too grounded like it's not it's not um i don't know like that medal of honor game that they went for a while back but um i can't remember what it was called like the the most recent one yeah 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 the last one but it's definitely a toned back less ridiculous call of duty game and uh, i like that direction um especially from like the the influences that it's sort of taking in terms of those sort of selection of films because, um, yeah, some of my favorite films over the last couple of years. So anyway, I can definitely recommend that uh, campaign. It's, it's, it's very good. It can be frustrating at times because you've got to retrain your brain to play it a different way. But um, once you do retrain your brain, then I think it's excellent. It's really good. Um, that's the first part of Call of Duty Modern Warfare. The second part is multiplayer which, um, yeah, we talked about a couple months back. Uh, this time around, I was playing on PlayStation 4 Pro. Oh, no. Uh, didn't oh, no. get a chance to play on PC. And we were also playing cross-play, um, which made it <laughs> a little bit hard at times. <laughs> Wait. I don't... Did anyone... Was anyone on PC? Yeah. There was people they on had... PC. You're fucking kidding. So... Oh, my Lord. I asked at least if I the... get changed. I can imagine. Yeah. And um, what, they said no? They, yeah, so, no, the, the guy, so they had us split up into stations, and the guy that I was with was actually on the um, the Modern Warfare multiplayer trip with us. He was one of the, part of the Asian team. I actually talked to him while he was interviewing with us. He had the, okay. he had the um, cyberpunk jacket on. Oh, the jacket, he had the yeah. hat. Yeah. The, 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 like, looked like a rainbow paddle pop hat. Um, or yep. something out of Back to the Future, and I was like, "Hey, you got a cool hat." Um, and so yeah, I was with him. I was with him, and he, we were talking to each other. I was like, "Yeah, I remember you there." Um, and he was also on PlayStation Four, and he's like, "I'm a PC player." Um, so we both asked, and we couldn't get a PC. But 
yeah so he was like my teammate during um a lot of it and um he we were definitely he was carrying me quite a bit at some stages like he was very good for somebody who was a pc player (laughs) i was like okay fair enough um so yeah that was a bit unfortunate there was there was a bunch of um media there that had pcs and you could definitely tell when you were getting spanked by them but for the most part the majority of players there were on playstation 4 it was only a small handful and i I don't know why fucking spitting yeah like at least in the beta right yes it was hilarious like (laughs) deep balling every person who was on controller but eventually skill-based matchmaking meant that you no longer got matched up with them Sure. But I only took a handful of games before you weren't getting dumped into games with them anymore. Yeah. Uh, you would have to play with the fucking PC people the entire fucking time. Yeah. That would be aggravating as fuck. There wasn't a lot of them. Very oh, no, 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 give a fuck. I would say there was maybe four, maybe five people. That's still, like, that's a full fucking team. The way I, the way I look at it is they brought the skill level back even. For me, oh, if yeah. I was on oh, PC, yeah. it would have been disgusting. Yeah, my second true. game, I think I went twenty and zero, or before I got killed. Um, so they, you know, it was fair. Right. Okay. Anyway, anyway, um, so they kicked it off with gunfight, and uh, so Sweet. this is the two v two mode. Um, cool. Gunfight's excellent. It's yeah. so good. Um, yeah. We checked out a couple of different levels in there from the ones that we played. Okay, but for the most part. Um, they, uh, I had fun, even though they put us up against IGN um, in our second match. Oh, yeah. Because we, we were kind of just playing and like you jump into the the lobby and whoever you got mashed up. And I think we played IGN like three times. Oh, they yeah. fucking spanked us because they were on PC. Right. <laughs> but we we caught up with them. Um, uh, he, he messaged me later and he was like, you guys did extremely well. We were, because they nearly lost two of the games. Like, oh, yeah. We only just lost... Um, so yeah, we, we had fun. Um, but anyway, so we played that. So that's a two v two mode where you you start off with the same weapons with everybody else on your team or and the other teams. So everyone's got the same loadout, and yep. it's these very small contained maps, um, and you got to try and kill the other player or the other two players. And uh, once they both die, then you win the round. And it's you know you once you get to a certain amount of points, then you um, you win. And that's kind of how it works. I think it's my place. Someone jumping around. <laughs> Dogs. Yeah. Um, so that's a lot of fun. And then they threw us into Gunfight OSP. And we yep. didn't play this at the multiplayer reveal event. I don't know if it was no. in beta. It was. But yeah, I was like, what is this? Okay, cool. Um, it's the same mode, but the weapons are um, sort of spread out throughout the map. And all oh, the maps are mirrored. site procurement. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they'll be like on a wall or on top of a crate or something like that and yeah. then um, both the, the maps are mirrored so you know wherever this gun is on one side they'll be on the same on the other side and um, and the layout of the maps are the same um, and that's really cool because it gives you this like do I go for the pistol that is right in front of me or there is a assault rifle that's a little bit further on the left and you kind of try and make a decision like what do I go for do I get the grenade next um, do I worry about where the other team is because um, they do this really smart thing of like they highlight the enemies before the round starts so you know they're just like 
they're just over the corner and you can immediately see where they're moving to as soon as the game yeah. starts like you have that information straight off the bat so mm. you, you know that they either going left or right and then you start just communicating with your teammate um what you're gonna do so yeah that those two modes are um are awesome they're a lot of fun they're these quick sort of 30 40 second matches sometimes like at the most yeah. um once they get to a time limit you've got about five seconds to get to the cap point if you don't get to the cap point then that's a draw um yeah. it's not like a oh whoever caps it first it's like no you gotta get to the you gotta get to the point if you don't get the yeah. point that's it so there's extremely quick rounds um and they're awesome and a lot of fun. Uh, mm. The thing is, uh, I was talking to one of the devs and it's like one of the big games that they play in-house sort of during lunch breaks and or like work's finished for the day. Let's play a couple hours of uh, gunfight. And they're, they're implementing like a, or they're working on a tournament system in-game where um, you queue up into a tournament and then it would say grab 30 players and throw you into a bracket and then, like, you eliminate teams and eventually you get to a grand final. That's that awesome. sounds awesome. Yeah. So they're Especially working on that can, sort of if stuff. if you can watch, if you oh, can yeah. keep spectating. Like, you don't have to, but if you can keep spectating afterwards, that'd yeah. be right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if that's an official thing, but they're saying that's something they're working on because nice. they think it's it's a really cool idea. Um, yeah. A couple other games we played, which was um, uh, Cyber Attack, uh, which is, like, the bomb attack and defend that stuff is really cool the one we played the most of was team deathmatch tdm um tdm and tdm yeah uh i had a lot of fun playing it as we said last time during the multiplayer reveal it's uh, a lot more verticality and like the map design um not as flat um and one of the things i guess we were complaining about is the kill streaks are back yep. and the way that um some of the last previous Call of Duty have worked is they've gone to a point point streak system. Point streak, score streak. Every Call of Duty going back yeah. to Modern Warfare 3. Yeah, which means that you get points for completing objectives, assists, uh, as well as kills. Um, yeah. The confusing thing about this is there is a score streak system in the game and it... I don't know how it works. I can't. I can't wrap my head around it. You're definitely getting points for playing objectives, um, and there's a button you can press on the menu that shows you how many points you need for a score streak. So I was pretty confused. I was asking some of the developers, and I couldn't really get a, a proper answer. But when I was doing things like capturing points, I was definitely getting like plus two hundred uh, and things like right. that. So I. I don't know how it works. I think maybe this this kill streak is only exclusively to to TDM, from what I can gather. Okay. Um, but the team based ones, there's definitely a school streak system in there. So I don't know. Anyway, it definitely wasn't in the beta. Yeah, um, I um, I tried the camping thing of camping in a room and trying to see how many kills I could get. It yeah. didn't work. <laughs> like, no? The guys that were really aggressive were fucking getting a lot of kills. I found that when I was camping, I was getting kills, but nowhere near enough to do anything useful. Like, I think the tactical nuke is 30 kills. 30, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I just couldn't do much. I at least on kills. I got at least on PlayStation. The by camping. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Well, that's what that's what it is. I mean, yeah. If you were on PC, it would have been a completely different fucking. You would have yeah. mutes for sure. Yeah. I had twenty one kills on in the beta, uh, and the only reason I died, I, I probably could have gone for the nuke. I got, I got it recorded. Um, is because I ran out of ammo and I had to go find more ammo. Um, yeah. I didn't have the ammo crate specialist tool or whatever the fuck. Um, so I had to, yeah, I had to go find another fucking gun. Uh, otherwise, yeah, I could have fucking stayed there forever and continued to fucking farm up kills. Uh, like, it's not like... I wasn't, like, hiding in a single corner, but yeah. I was located in a, on, on, like, in a single fucking 30-square-meter area. Uh, like, had a bunch of different windows. There were multiple different avenues for people to come attack me, but yeah. I would hear them and kill them, and that was it. Uh, it was TDM. Uh, there was no no reason for me to go anywhere else. Uh, mm. So yeah, they were basically just some sort of suicide cult running in to die to me. And uh, if I'd found another gun before I found another person, yeah, it would have continued. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, there's definitely ways to, to try and do it, but um, the when I tried it a couple of times, it was just like just it was way too slow for me to get anything yeah. done. Um, but otherwise, uh, yeah, the, so the I'm still not a fan of the kill streak stuff. I would rather it be points. But uh, yeah, as I said, there's definitely some sort of skill score streak system in there. Right. Um, I just couldn't get a proper answer from because I spoke to somebody and they were saying, no, no, it's kill streaks. I'm like, but it's like, it's literally saying this, like, I can press a button and it brings up score streaks and I'm like getting points for capping these spots. So, like, what is that going towards? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. But in TDM, um kill streaks uh yeah whatever uh, i had fun with a bunch of them um for the most part the map's pretty good there was a couple in there where they need to work on some of the spawns because there were places where you could just spawn camp um and it wasn't all the maps it was just one in particular that i found where it seemed like the other team was always getting locked into a particular spawn and right. it wasn't for whatever reason it wasn't kicking them off to the other side of the map um, so that was a bit strange but for the most part like most of the map's pretty good um, and uh, again it's I like team deathmatch I don't care about anyone on my team I like I just run around and I play by myself in those types of games so whatever I'm pretty cool with that um, we played some uh, TDM 20 which is like a a larger scale version of TDM um, that stuff is, is a lot of fun again uh, but the big one we played was Ground War. And uh, you and I checked this out when we yep. were at the multiplayer reveal event. Um, it sucked at the multiplayer reveal event. Anyway. Yeah. The the maps that they're doing, at least the maps that we played, were these... They were definitely larger maps. Mm. But it was like TDM Call of Duty where it was action the entire time. And yep. you're trying to um, capture points. And you're getting... Um, sort of like Conquest in... In Battlefield, it was exactly like Conquest. Where there's like a ticketing system and you lose or you gain points for um, how many flags you got capped. Uh, but it's just like action all over the place. At least two maps that we played. And uh, it was just extremely hectic. So we played a bunch of them. Um, sort of same sort of experience. And they threw a new map at us, which is called District. And it reminded me a lot of like that downtown map in Battlefield. Um it's basically in a city, and it's ma- it's bigger. It's way bigger than the two maps we saw. 
yeah. And okay. that feels like conquest to me, um, right. like a battlefield conquest. There's uh, a lot less action going on. Like you're not getting shot at all the time. You can do the thing of like, let's go cap this point and you can actually get there. Um, and you might run across one or two teams as opposed to the entire <laughs> the entire map being at this one point. Um, yeah, right. And that was excellent. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Like, you can definitely see where they're going after Battlefield in terms of trying to get some of that audience or at least trying yeah. to get the people that like Conquest to play the same sort of mode in um, Call of Duty. Yeah. And because you can and call it... Exclusively like Conquest in Battlefield. <laughs> I don't like yeah. any other mode. Yeah. Whereas right. for me, like I don't like playing Deathmatch in Battle. I don't like playing anything in Battlefield other than Conquest. For the yeah. Most part. yeah. Like I would never play TDM in Battlefield, but I will play TDM in <laughs> Call of Duty all the time. Um, yeah. And so yeah, any so this particular map is. I feel like that's the way they should do some of these, like um, like larger scale maps, and yeah. uh, they're you know they're they're not at battlefield level in terms of like helicopters and planes and all the stuff that battlefield is doing these days, but they're slowly trying to implement that stuff. And so you can jump into a helicopter and have someone flying it around. And then you jump off the helicopter and then parachute to the roof of a building. Um, and then client try and clear out this building that you're in uh, or, you know, spawn into a tank and, and go try and cap a point. So you can do that stuff. And uh, yeah, that felt a lot more battlefieldy to me, um, and it didn't feel as frustrating as those other two maps, which felt like I was just dying all yeah. the time, like just getting shot at wherever I went. Whereas this one was like, I could get with two or three people, and let's go cap this spot over here, and we would run into some people sometimes. But there's definitely like pockets of areas where, like in the middle, there's a lot of people going around, but um, there's some spawns. Oh, sorry, there's some caps sort of spread out enough that you can kind of let's go from the top to you know um like the battlefield formula where it's like it's not a it's not a line per se like it's sort of like a a square with a dot in the middle and you can kind of work your way around to each one um you're not getting sort of trapped into a zone so yeah i really enjoyed ground war on that map a lot more we played that uh, a bunch of times and that seemed to be um a bit of a favorite in terms of ground war like we Whenever we went wanted to play ground war, we'd go to that map because it was just less chaotic. Um, uh, and again, th- the verticality as well, like being able to go into a skyscraper and go up a bunch of floors and sit on the roof yeah. and ping people from the roof, or jump into a helicopter and have someone fly it around to a to a flag point, and then just three of the guys jump off, and the dude in the helicopter landed in the roof, landed on top of the roof, so you could leave it later on and. You know, you could you could actually sit there and get points, um, cap a point, and then defend a point and get rewarded for defending that point. Like it's got that t- that uh, like a ticker that says yeah. you need to stay in this area for a certain amount of time, and then you successfully defended it. So, hmm. you know, th- there's definitely um, there's definitely like a correlation between what they're trying to do here and Battlefield, uh, and you know, they're not where they're not nowhere near battlefield yet but they're trying to do it and i think they're doing some pretty good job in terms of that particular map um what they do later on with the larger what they do larger maps um hopefully they go in that direction because i don't like the smaller ones um there's definitely like spaces for it but hopefully they focus more on the larger scale maps as opposed to the the smaller ones like when we played those i didn't understand why there were fucking 
ATVs or ATXs, whatever you want to call them, in the map because they just felt too small to have them in there. Like, why am I? Why yeah. are these vehicles in there? They're just not big yep. enough. Definitely bigger in terms of your regular Call of Duty maps, but this district yeah. one is is way bigger. It's 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 huge. Um, so I liked that one a lot. It was it was a lot of fun. Um, I don't know if it'd be like my go to game. Like I feel like I'd toss up between Deathmatch and and uh, Ground War District, but depending on team team based gameplay and whatnot, but. Right. We'll see. Like I, I don't even play Battlefield by myself unless I'm yeah. on a team. Yeah. Like I won't go play generally unless I'm playing with someone else. So if there's no one else to play with, I'm probably playing Deathmatch anyway. anyway so True. yeah. Um. So yeah, pretty surprised in that map, that map. Um. They did say to us that we had bigger maps coming, and that was definitely a bigger map. So that was cool. Um. Yeah. What else was there? Uh. We checked out the night vision. MVG I, yeah. uh, with realism as well. That stuff is really cool. Um, we missed that at the multiplayer reveal event. They did it while we were in interviews. Yeah, yeah, that stuff's cool. So you use your, uh, you don't have iron sights. Instead, you've got a like a little laser on the bottom of your gun. Mm. And when you ADS, that laser sort of pops out and um, tells you where you're aiming. But it also tells other players that someone is nearby. So it's yeah. like, do I aim now or do I kind of just just wing it so yeah that stuff is 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 really cool um what else is there in multiplayer a lot of customization stuff um mm. i i played one round where i used the um uh like a shield which was a lot of fun you just go around bashing people and i had a dude on my team that was following me around for quite a while um and sort of just backing me up so i'd run at people with a shield and uh, they couldn't really shoot me, but the guy behind would start shooting me, and it was it was pretty funny just seeing people panic as I'm running at them, and they couldn't really do anything, so they would just turn around and run away. Um, so that sort of stuff is is really fun, but I wouldn't use it as like my main weapon because it just felt a bit uh, too like useless. You can sort of switch between a um, a pistol, but it seemed a bit too slow, so I don't know. See it, see how they sort of change that one. But yeah, there's a lot of a good variety of weapons: shotguns, machine guns, um, sorry, light machine guns, submachine guns, sniper rifles. Um, yeah, good good variety in there. A lot of customization in terms of uh, being able to change out scopes, tons and tons of scopes, um, uh, stocks, uh, different types of perks that you can sort of attach to the weapons as well. Things like changing bullet penetration on some of the weapons um you know a lot of customization there and yeah just i guess in general unlocking um your main perks and and that sort of thing um there's a lot in there they didn't get rid of the white phosphorus which i know a lot of people were complaining about Um, that is still in the game and the highest one you can get is the juggernaut suit which is dude with the machine guns new machine guns so yeah i um yeah, I had a lot of fun with, with multiplayer. Uh, I was extremely disappointed I get to play on PC. Mm. I was definitely frustrated with that. Um, but, you know, for the most part, that first day I was still smashing uh, quite a lot. Um, yeah. Do you so record was, footage? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've got tons of footage. You're going to put it on the separate one? 
I will put what I can up. There's certain things I can't. Am I going to have to listen to this dumb podcast to fucking watch some fucking footage? God damn it. Yeah. Um, God damn it. I mean, you'll probably be playing it by the time. <laughs> so. Despite flying me to Los Angeles to play yeah. the multiplayer reveal, uh, for whatever reason, Activision has opted to not provide me with a copy of the game. So, uh, yeah. Well, it's not out yet. Uh, that doesn't, how does that matter? How does that change anything? Uh, uh, they, nobody has a copy of the game. Yeah, they sent three codes. Oh, did they? I fucking so. I didn't even get one. <laughs> Suck shit, baby. That's what you I get. I them up. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's a bunch there. I like multiplayer. I, um, I'll i see how we go. Like I played a bunch of, of Black Ops 4 multiplayer, so I'm, yeah. I'm probably going to play a bunch more of this. Uh, the last mode they showed us was Spec Ops, which is a co-op uh, cooperative. Yeah, the cooperative experience. Um, it's shit. It's complete crap. It's terrible. <laughs> okay. Yeah. This, I don't know why this mode is in here. It's extremely buggy. Um, to me... PlayStation? <laughs> no. Um, is, so, isn't that the mode that's exclusive to PlayStation or whatever? <laughs> is it? I thought so. Oh, maybe Everyone it is. Everyone was like upset that it's like exclusive for a year or some shit. Uh... Maybe that's why. Nah. Are you talking about PC and? No. Is it PC and PlayStation? Just, just PlayStation. Did you look up COD? PS4 exclusive. Uh. Spec Ops Survival Mode is a timed PlayStation 4 exclusive. Exclusive until first of October 2020. Oh wow. Okay. Well, that's not a huge problem for people. Um, yeah, because it's it's bad. The um, the basic idea behind it is uh, you are chucked into a map. You're given a bunch of objectives to go and do, um, and you start doing them, and it starts spawning in enemies around you, and you sort of just kill them. Like it's an infinite amount of enemies that just keeps throwing at you while you're doing these objectives. It'll be like go and kill this lieutenant, and then you go and kill the lieutenant, and it'll be like all right now go and and uh, hack these servers and you go and hack the servers and there's like four of them you need to go and do really basic stuff um i thought it was going to be more like a uh, um like levels like working your way through levels and whatnot what i walked yeah. away feeling like it felt like they didn't have a battle royale ready yet right and so they made this other mode no, they, they had an obligation to PlayStation to provide a timed exclusive mode, and so they farted this out, I guess. Yeah, um, and it's... Because the maps, the, the way they show you the maps, it feels like they've just ripped out sections of a Battle Royale map and chucked you into this contained area and being like, let's chuck some random objectives in there. The weirdest thing is, and the reason why I think it's part of Battle Royale, there's stuff in here that make, that like feels like Battle Royale. Um, there are these containers that you find on the ground that give you perks. You remember in Black Ops 4, you would find like the, the little mods you would find on the ground, the little cases, and it'd be like, um, you know, trip mines or something like that, or like these little perks. Yeah. They look similar to those things. Um, but they're just lying on the ground and you pick them up and it's like, all right, you can, uh, deploy ammo, an ammo crate on the ground. And so you use that perk and it throws ammo crate on the ground. So you can pick up these little perk crates that are on the floor. So I've got them in there. 
The other one was when you die, um, there's a countdown. You've got a minute to respawn. If your team is still alive and um, at the end of that countdown, you can respawn. And when you respawn, it flies a fucking plane over the top. <laughs> like the pub, it's like they took the PUBG plane and they were like, let's fly that plane over the top. Oh, amazing. And then you you jump out of the plane and you start skydiving and there's a fucking meter on the side that's got like your your speed and all this stuff. And I'm like, am I in a battle royale now all of a sudden? That's um, amazing. And then that you get, you, and then you can pop parachute and you start parachuting. And it's like parachuting mechanics and whatnot. I'm like, this is like, why is this stuff in here? It doesn't make any sense. Why would you, it's a brand new engine for starters. And they, they've got all these mechanics. Well, though that mechanic in particular, I was like, why would you, why would someone go make that for this mode? You don't need that bar on the side at all. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. make any sense. So this, I'm like this, and the, the, just the jankiness of it. You see, um, like enemies spawn in everywhere around you constantly. Like you'll be next to a pillar, then there's no way someone could have gotten there, and they'll just spawn next to like the pillar. I, I've That's got the video. traditional Call of Duty experience. Yeah, I've got uh, I've got video footage of like enemies spawning in front of me behind a like a graded fence like you can see them just popping in in front of this fence <laughs> things like that um so you would like clear an area behind you or or really close to you and then all of a sudden you turn around and they're like spawning in over there um so that was like a super frustrating experience we just didn't i didn't feel like we were making any progress at all it just felt yeah. like we we're going from objective to objective and the entire time it was just spawning enemies all around us and we weren't getting anywhere with it and so um we played a tiny amount of that and there's probably a good reason why they only played let us play a little bit of it is because it was yeah. not very good um in its current state at least there's definitely potential to like fix it up and make it good um it just felt way too frustratingly hard because of the way it was spawning enemies constantly the entire time um you know you, you felt like you were making progress through an area and all of a sudden oh no there's literally five guys that have spawned behind this wall that there's no way they should have been there like there's no way they could have gotten there um yeah. so anyway yeah that that spec ops mode is is not good at all um but what it's told me is that there's probably some sort of battle royale they're doing whether or not it's a separate game only because there's too many things in that mode where i was like those three things the fucking plane the the parachuting skydiving and then the little boxes that look like the mods, the perk system from um, uh, Blackout, uh, just way too similar. Um, yeah. Why somebody would go to the effort to make that that system or those systems in this mode just doesn't make any sense. And just looking at the map, when you bring the map up, you you like look at it. It looks way too detailed <laughs> for, like, for what they, yeah. for what the rest of that mode is. You're like. This is a bit strange. Like, uh, like you can see things around the map, and it's sort of like shaded out. Like, this is your play area. Yeah. But then, why are all these these roads over here that look extremely detailed? And I don't know, man. Um. So yeah, Spec Ops just seems like a shit. Like you said, we need an exclusive, and we also our battle royale wasn't ready, so we'll just we'll make contained areas in our battle royale map. Um, and we'll go from there. So, anyway, okay. so Spec Ops was extremely disappointing for for. It. But the other two things, um, Death, uh, 
multiplayer slash campaign i i really enjoy it a lot um i do not think it is as good as black ops 4 um that is primarily because i loved the um blackout mode the battle royale mode i played i put so many hours into that yeah um and the only reason i stopped playing it was because i couldn't get any game um yeah and i think they will end up fixing that because now that they've got cross play in the game there's no reason yeah because na was having like it's dead in na at least um well not dead but it's it's hard to get games in na so um yeah i i I legitimately think that black blackout is one of the best battle royale games um like it would compete against apex at this stage Uh, i think that apex and blackout were two of the best ones PUBG just fell out too far for me PUBG is good but the things I was doing in Blackout and the way they were updating that, I was like, yeah, okay, this is cool. It's just unfortunate that they... Um, PUBG's better now. Uh, yeah, well, when the new Call of Duty Battle Royale comes out, then we'll see. Then we'll see. Um, right. So, yeah. You and, you and the fucking... Everyone else who's got it. I'm not, <laughs> yeah. I'm not buying it, so... Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, and I also played a bunch of the... Um, I really liked the uh, multiplayer TDM, and when we played Zombies, that was a load of fun. Like Zombies was awesome, uh, really, really cool stuff in the Zombies mode. So, yeah, unfortunately, because of the issues with Spec Ops, um, mm. yeah, I, I just don't think it's a better game. And and because of the the way they've changed the point system, things like kill kill streaks, I think that's a step backwards for the series. And hopefully, they can um, you know, look at that. But things like the the level design, I think, is a lot better. The verticality of yeah. it now, um, adding in like gunfight is outstanding. The yeah. uh, ground war stuff is a really cool uh, new addition that I hope they'll sort of you know add a couple of extra bits and pieces in there as, as time goes on. But yeah, they're doing some good things, man. No season pass this year, uh, which is huge. Like Pretty that's one of the things yeah. that also killed blackout black ops last year um they're doing uh premium uh like um battle passes so you'll have a free battle pass but there'll also be a premium one as well so same sort of thing that was in uh black ops 4 um but otherwise like yeah they seem to be listening to the community a lot i'm really excited to see this year's like how this this year's sort of pans out now that they've got cross play in there which is going to be huge for the community um and all the matchmaking stuff they're doing with that. So, yeah, man, I really liked um, Modern Warfare this year. I think it's a good, you know, a really good back-to-back from them, from Black Ops 4 to Modern Warfare. Um, So I guess we'll see what happens next year, considering that we've got, uh, is it Sledgehammer that's going back to to the next one? They've got an Australian studio. All right. They uh, launched it. At PAX. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. So anyway, I, I really dug it this year. I think Call of Duty is on its way up, or at least cool. a, an up and then a steady, <laughs> as opposed Auto, to like yeah. as, the as World War II stuff they were doing a while back. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah, man. Ups and downs, I, like, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm excited that I'm excited about Call of Duty again. Because then that, that, like last year wasn't just a one-off thing. Because... Um, yeah, man, the campaign is a lot of fun. And if I can get a copy, I want to go back and I want to play it again on uh, with RTX on 
on the, the, uh, on yeah, the PC because I think that'll look outstanding. I've seen some screenshots from that and uh, playing those couple of first missions again would be, would be uh, really solid. So, yeah, man. Highly, highly recommend people check out that campaign and, um, and multiplayer if you like Call of Duty multiplayer. And just the campaign, just to, I don't know, I'm curious to see what other people think of it, whether or not they think it's a step back in terms of the Call of like, it's not Call of Duty anymore or it's too, like, uh, I think like the break thanks to Black Ops 4 will mean that I think they'll probably just be keen at yeah. sure anything at all right yeah. yeah and there's yeah there's awesome characters as I said like Captain Price all those guys are back um, they do some really cool things with storytelling in there um, just the sort of the way it's presented and whatnot uh, is really is really cool so yeah I'm looking forward to people checking that one out nice Call of Duty Sweet. Modern Warfare out now on all platforms. Uh, Alright. Cool. Should we do some news? Let's do some news. Do you uh, do this when's one? your review go up? First? Like literally now. Um, so it goes up by the time PC release which is like 6pm tomorrow. So 24 hours from now. 24 hours from us recording this. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It cool. unlocks on uh, PC globally at a certain time. Yeah. Cool. I think it's I think it's midday for you. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Okay. News. Can I do this one? Oh, this is your one. You put it in. Oh yeah, I was going to turn a light on. Looks like I'm sitting here in the dark now. Oh, all right. Uh, we'll do a different one then. Um, okay. Wake Island is coming to Battlefield Five in December. Also, some other Pacific Theater maps, but nobody gives a fuck because it's Wake Island, baby. Uh, I've been saying over and over and over and over and over and over again that Wake Island needs to return to Battlefield 5. I really want to see it. My fucking fondest memory of Battlefield is Wake Island, uh, like above all else. It might actually, it's like top five all time, maybe even top three all time memories in a video game is mm-hmm. on Wake Island in Battlefield, uh, Battlefield 1942, the demo. So uh, yeah, I have such an attachment to this fucking map, um, and I do I do think it is a s- spectacularly constructed map. They really fucking nailed it right off the bat because it it, it adheres to my uh, preferred map design style, which is not the straight line. It is the spread out uh, style. Uh, but also, so, it's yeah, hard to get to some of those, right? Unless you're in a, a boat or a plane. Yeah, exactly. So it actually emphasizes emphasizes sorry emphasizes emphasizes the uh, the core fucking tenets of the game itself. Um, encourages that sort of gameplay. So uh, yeah, uh, I'm super fucking amped for some uh, some wake. Uh, Iwo Jima is the other map. That's the first one that's coming out real fucking soon. I think it's next week or something. Uh, I should know this considering. I'm I'm the one telling the fucking story here, but um, yeah, I'll just have a quick quick squeeze. I'm pretty sure it's October 31. Same day as fucking Terminator, unless you go see a Terminator 2 fucking screening, right? Oh, uh, yeah, that's annoying. How upset would you be? I would be <laughs> so fucking mad. I saw somebody on Reddit. So background behind this, um, Alamo Drafthouse in the US uh, did some screenings of Terminator 2, but yeah. when people got there to watch it. Um, it was supposed to have like 15 minutes of, of Terminator Dark Fate as like a bonus thing, but they were like, 
here's, we're not actually going to roll 15 minutes. We're just going to show the entire film. And so they got to right. see that instead of T2. And I saw yeah. some dude in the Reddit comments being like, my partner's never seen T2. And we went to go see it for that. Oh, <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good one. Well, oh. Yeah, we saw T2 in the cinema. And uh, it fucking, you were there, right? You went to that one. I don't with think us. so. Did you come to T1 then? No. Did you just, do you not, were you just, <clears throat> you just didn't want to go to the fucking movies with him? I get it. It's no. fine. Whatever. Anyway, I saw team, uh, Terminator 1 and Terminator 2 in the cinemas uh, as part of like event cinemas were doing the in the house thing. And oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, fucking uh, Terminator 1 doesn't hold up on the big screen, but Terminator 2 absolutely does. And uh, it is even better on the big screen. I, uh, I love that fucking film. Yeah, um, T1 was a low budget film. But, like, it doesn't... I'm not, like... Don't make excuses for it. I'm just saying, compared to Terminator 2, it doesn't hold up, right? Yeah. I'm just T1's also, like, a horror film as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like, we don't need to go into why... Why do you hate Terminator? Terminator? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, with that in mind, if I did buy tickets to go see Terminator 2 and they sprung a different fucking movie on me, I would be pretty mad. Um, I wouldn't be but it was ter- it was the new Terminator I'd be okay with that until you saw it and it was shit and then you'd be like oh well what if it but was- I could have been watching Terminator 2 <laughs> what if it was like Terminator 4 I don't even remember what it's called uh, Salvation Salvation yeah like it'd be like you go to a coffee shop to get your fucking a la- uh, your favourite latte you know what you're in for you're gonna get a latte you get there and they like spring you on Oh, we've got the latest Nescafe Blend 44. You've never seen this before. Here you go. You're like, cool. Well, I guess I'm not getting my fucking latte then. Right? Like, you were in it for one thing, and then they gave you something worse. Like, if it was the same or better, yeah, fuck yeah. But just because it's new doesn't mean it's better. Fuck that shit. Anyway, uh, that's Terminator Dark Fate comes out. October Is that 31. a new story? Where did, what were we doing? The same day <laughs> that Iwo Jima hits Battlefield 5 uh, is what I was driving at. Yeah. I was stalling so I could get the full, the, make sure that uh, it actually did show up uh, then. Uh, but yeah, anyway, um, it looks fucking sick. Iwo Jima, yeah, good map. There's just no Wake Island. Um, Wake Island's the fucking best. Yeah, um, that trailer is pretty good. Uh, I, I'm sicker than putting fucking game engine footage at the bottom of this oh yeah I feel like that's you don't false, need to know it anymore it's false advertising that shit that is not but, gameplay there's a difference between gameplay and game engine footage well they're not claiming to be gameplay they're yeah but they're, to be they're trying to pass it off footage. as this is the game it's fucking Captain Cynical over here it's like oh well it doesn't explicitly explicitly doesn't say that it's gameplay so yeah no but you know your inability to like your failure of reading comprehension I don't think well no they're they're trying to trick people they're putting in-game engine footage and it's not it's not gameplay and it's it's the engine footage like they didn't say it was gameplay yeah but they should say they should say not gameplay footage Fuck you. How long do you want? Like, do you want it to just be the whole fucking bottom half of the fucking? So maybe it should end like fucking, like medicine ads end over there. Fucking sixteen seconds of sixteen minutes of fucking. That's a lot of play. May, may cause heart 
palpitations, <laughs> death, diarrhea, vomiting, etc., 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 etc. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's what you want. You're off to that. That full mm-hmm. American experience. Um, anyway, I'm excited. Your turn. Uh, yeah, I'll check it out. No, you, this was your news story, Dick. I'll oh, read right. the fucking news. <laughs> hey, uh, Fallout 76 has a premium membership. It's called the, uh, is it the Fallout First? Fallout um, First Club. Yeah, it and is. it's a, um, it's an annual or, or monthly membership. And in Australia, it is going to cost you $20.95. $20.95, which is uh, a lot of money. That's ridiculous. Yeah. And should we should I, I talk about what it's got in it? Of course. Yeah. Um, I don't have it up at the moment. <laughs> oh, you you did you need me to stall or something? Yeah. Um, Isn't that what you're doing? <laughs> yeah, that's what we're doing right now. Here we now. go. It's, it's got a uh, a private worlds as part so of you your can membership. Make a private server for you, which and means your... yeah, you can play with uh, you and up to seven friends, so eight people total in a private server. Right. Right. Yay. So that's um, what you want out of the Fallout experience. An empty world with nothing but you and seven other people. Cool. Yeah. Um, yep. I think it was somebody in the chat. I can't check at the moment because it'll screw things up. Might have been Cleb who was saying that uh, if nobody in the server at that time has the membership, then the server will kick everybody out. I don't know where he got that info from. But if the host leaves the game, everyone's kicked out until there's at least one other Fallout First subscriber. Oh my lord. You can't change the rule set for the server and there's no mod support. Spectacular, that was clever, yes. Yeah, I don't know where that info came from. Um, here's one that's fun. Uh, you get a scrap box, which is unlimited storage for crafting components in your own new scrap box container. Um, so, that one's fun because when they first talked about why there was a limit on storage they said it was because of um server resources yep and they couldn't do it so now instead they fixed it well they can do it but they're charging people for it Hmm. that's that's good yeah no at least they fixed it right yeah um Um, and also paying for gameplay benefits yeah yeah nice uh survival tent which gives you a new fast travel point uh, which also has a stash, sleeping bag, and other basic needs. So I'm guessing like a cooking bench and that sort of stuff. Uh, it gives you atoms, which is the uh, points-based currency where you can buy cosmetic items. So you get 1650 from that per month, yep. which you can use in the shop. Uh, mm. You get a new outfit, which is exclusive for people that are part of this Fallout First membership team. And you also get a bunch of uh, icons and emotes as well, which are exclusive and so that's for twenty three dollars a month, Australian. Yeah, this is it, right? This is the final nail in the uh, Fallout seventy six <laughs> coffin, right? Like there were yeah. rumors that it was it was on the comeback, and if people have been playing, and they're like, "Oh, it's super improved. Oh, it's way better than it used to be," which is what they say about Sea of Thieves, except it's actually true in Sea of Thieves. And then, uh, yeah. Then they delayed the NPC update, and then like a week later they announced this, and it's like, you poor schlub, like you never had a chance. Whatever were you gonna do? That's my buddy. Oh, yeah. Anyway, dead. It's dead. 
Yeah. Uh, like, who made these decisions? <laughs> like, you gotta have some balls. You gotta really... I think you gotta really hate your marketing and public relations departments. Right? Yeah. Like, they must have really pissed <laughs> off some people up top to have, to have, like, born... Like, to have warranted this... This shit. Who's that dude everyone loves? Pete Hines. Pete Hines must have pissed in someone's fucking cornflakes, eh? Like, just gone fucking ham. Because this is the hospital pass of all hospital passes. This is like, they got a hospital pass with Fallout 76 in the first place. They've they've had to, like, fucking juggle it. They've, they've had their ribs cracked from the initial fucking encounter when a, a forward's fucking thrown his shoulder into their ribs, cracked, but they managed to spin away, get it halfway under the control, right? Uh, offloaded it as quick as they could, and then, like, the offload immediately came back while another fucking 300-pound cunt is running at them. And they're like, oh, no, no, why? And then fucking boom! Good night, Irene. Like, just fucked just absolutely fucked it's pretty rough anyway uh yeah that's some fucked shit i cannot believe anyone at bethesda who makes decisions thought this was a good idea but, but not only that but being like you know what outer world is out tomorrow you know it'd be great to drive up our <laughs> to drive up our crowd let's release this piece of news yeah, this will get them oh, back. <laughs> we've we've got to do something to to skewer out the outer worlds announcement. What are we going to do? The outer it's like uh, when Overwatch did a beta weekend, hmm. uh, the week the Battleborn was releasing, and it killed Battleborn pretty much from the outset. Right, uh, and then this is like the reverse. This is like some some sort of sitcom variety of. Where, like, some hyper-incompetent person on the sitcom attempts to do the same thing. that some They read about it in a book, and they're like, oh, we could do that. And then they fucking fumble it and do it awfully. And, yeah, it doesn't work out at all. No. Anyway. Yeah. Terrible. What a disaster. <laughs> what a disaster. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah. Anyway. So that's that. Good luck cleaning uh, that up. Steam announces Steam Remote Play Together, uh, which is not a great fucking name, but it's a great idea. Uh, any game that has couch co-op can now be played with friends over the internet together. Uh, so, uh, sorry, I just there's some spoiler thing. I don't know why. Uh, so basically, yeah, you get a game that's got couch co-op in it, and mm. uh, you right-click on it, and uh, you can... I, I think you right-click on the invite section, and you uh, can hit remote play together, and that's it. You're remote playing together in in a couch card game. Yeah. Um, which is fucking awesome. Uh, it'd be, I would love them to extend this, so I could play single-player games with other people and stuff. Um, like... I'm not interested in watching someone play a game, but if we can collab together, hmm. uh, I reckon it's a cool idea. Yep. But anyway, yeah. Nice. Mad. 
Um, <clears throat> next one is Rainbow Six Siege has a limited time event called Doctor's Curse. Um, mm. And this is running for, I believe, two weeks. Yeah. Um, and it is a attackers versus defenders modes where <clears throat> one team has um, no weapons and they've got gadgets and whatnot. The other team has to try and uh, hunt them down um, in a, like a five versus five survival mode. Um, yeah. I haven't really had a chance to check this out yet, but... Uh, no, well, yeah, it only just dropped, uh, but yeah. it looks fucking rad. Uh, I've got the update for Rainbow. I'm definitely going to check it out. Uh, I've got up to, uh, Rainbow updated, rather. I'm definitely going to check it out. Uh, I love the I love I love limited time events. I reckon it's such a good way to re-engage players with your, your game. Um, when they work. When they work, yeah. <laughs> I love the idea of them. The execution is not... As often, all that good, but yeah, yeah. Obviously. So it's exterminators versus monsters. Five sledges wielding three unique hammers as weapons, <clears throat> and the monsters yeah. have traps. Um, and they go try and escape. So yeah, yeah, interesting. It's a rad interesting idea. mode. Doing some good stuff over there. Um, and lastly, what do we got? Uh, BlizzCon is coming up next week, and they have six unannounced panels which uh, some of them are immediately after the main event. Mm. Uh, there's been some rumors flying around that this could be... Uh, I guess there's two games flying around, Diablo 4 and Overwatch 2, the two that were rumored. Overwatch, Overwatch 2? Or possibly what? both of them. Yeah, There can't be an Overwatch 2. There is, there definitely is. <laughs> I thought it was like some sort of single-player Overwatch in the same world. Maybe. It's not Overwatch 2. Okay. Overwatch, Overwatch related, whatever it is, Overwatch Two. Right. Okay. I just I, I don't see how you can create an esports uh, ecology, mm-hmm. and then this is why the fucking Call of Duty franchise system doesn't make any fucking sense to me, because like imagine making a fucking basketball team, and the rules change. Week to week. Uh, wait, that's our fantasy basketball system. Um, no, but seriously, imagine the NBA changed the fucking format of basketball every fucking season, right? Right. Uh, how the fuck would you build a franchise out of that? Yeah. Like, uh, suddenly we've we've eliminated the three-point line. Like, it makes sense over generational changes. Obviously, I understand that the three-point line didn't always exist in basketball and has been introduced over the years. Um, th- those are small changes, right? Like, small changes with huge impacts, but small changes. The difference between Call of Duty Black Ops 4 and Call of Duty Modern Fo- Warfare is fundamentally different. It is a fundamentally different game. So, like, I do not understand how you can have a franchise. You can't have fucking... Oh, we've got the fucking Los Angeles Lakers, and we're a hockey team now. Right? Like... Mm-hmm. As much as I'd love to see LeBron attempt to skate, it just doesn't make any fucking sense. So, yeah, it can't be Overwatch 2 in the sense that they're starting over with fucking Overwatch. No fucking yeah. way. No way. Anyway. Um, so there's some <clears throat> some of the, the news that had come out. Um, there was a, uh, a German magazine, I think it was, that had an advertisement in it, which is the day after... Um, the first day of BlizzCon and it had it was an artwork book I don't know if you saw this one um, no. but it talked about how it's, it's an official book and it's got artwork from Diablo 1, 2, 3 and 4 in it um, oh, yeah. 
and uh, there was also somebody on Twitter who was apparently a credible person who's who's talked about a bunch of leaks before, um, who said that they're both uh, Overwatch, the Overwatch sequel, and Diablo. <clears throat> and there's also news um, about four months ago that Kotaku ran a piece. Uh, Jason Schreier said that they uh, confirmed that Blizzard cancelled a StarCraft first-person shooter in order to focus on Diablo 4 and Overwatch 2. Uh, and that, that both of those games would be their tentpole uh, announcements at this BlizzCon. So that was from a Kotaku article as well. So um, I, guess, I, don't, I guess we'll wait and see. seems like Diablo 4 is definitely going to be something there. But whether, what this Overwatch thing is that people are always talking about, uh, we'll have to wait and see. Whether or not it's a, um, a direct sequel or if it's something entirely different we'll, we'll wait and find out like overwatch is how old now four years five years old yeah i guess yeah yeah anyway it'll be interesting the to real see. question is how does Diablo 4 or overwatch 2 sell in china because that's probably all the nice <laughs> yeah yeah i guess we'll find uh, out i guess we will yeah um, yeah because you'll be there right you yeah i'm going summer. yeah you i'm going next week class trader um yeah <laughs> anyway uh that'll be fun uh i'm very excited have they announced the musical guest yet no i think they normally do that is like it train day before we talked did we talk about this recently we did we did talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> i mean flashbacks i'm still hoping it's train again um <laughs> it's my dream um yeah okay six panels diablo 4 100 percent Overwatch something, not Overwatch 2. That's my bet. That's my bet. You got a bet? What do you bet? Like, uh, what if it's um, Overwatch chess? Over chess. Over chess. That's a genius idea. Speaking of chess, auto chess, Underlords is on Big day update. 800 of their fucking announcements about... Is there another one yet? Yeah, that's to have been. It has to have been, right? Sure. Yeah. They've usually been doing it about 5 o'clock over here. Right, yeah. Lycan, no, no. Uh, and yes, six, twenty minutes ago. Seven. We nailed it. Um, yeah. Part yeah. seven. I, I still don't really get the fucking how the underlords work, but I'm interested to find out whenever the fuck that arrives. So it, it seems like Maybe once you week. get to a specific level, you can then add abilities to your underlords. Yeah. I guess that's just like another variation of, um, that's you it. know, if, if two people are going troll knights, sort of yeah. back in a different direction. Yeah, yeah. Right. Anyway, um, interesting changes there. Yeah, jailing system, I think, is a really unique solution to uh, yep. the meta, like people yes. figuring out the meta. Yeah, I like that. It's cool. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, it's good. Anyway. Uh, anyway. Hopefully that then, comes out soon. I thought it was going to be out this week, but the way they're doing these updates, I don't know about that. It could be next this week. week or next week, right? <laughs> I thought it was going to be this week, but well, apparently they're only doing two underlords to start with. Oh, so okay. I reckon this makes I reckon they'll dump it this week. Yeah. Uh, just feel like oh, and update number eight, it's out. Yeah, something like that. No, I, I think update eight cool would be um, patch notes. Patch notes, right? Fair enough. Yeah. Um, okay. And then we've got... 
questions. Yes. Go on, go on then. Questions. Questions. Questions time. You can ask us questions on Discord or whatever the fuck. Uh, whatever Luke usually says. Uh, he's got all the patter. I don't know. I'll let's say it. Uh, Frisco writes. According to the reviews, is the relatively bug-free experience in the Outer Worlds a sign of the end times? Or is it a sign of the, you know, the maybe Obsidian not being uh, hamstrung by Bethesda and Bethesda's Game Studios engine? Because, uh, I, I, you know, 100% Obsidian 2 makes some buggy fucking games, but at the same time... They've also made some not-so-buggy games. Pillars of Eternity 2 wasn't that fucking buggy. Pillars of mm-hmm. Eternity and whatnot. Um, so, yeah. Uh, maybe their trend is more, like, you know, Knights of the Old Republic being unfinished. Maybe when they're making their own shit, they're just able to make, you know, complete finished games. Yeah. You know? I'm excited uh, to play it. Me too. I can't fucking wait. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to have to wait, but I can't. Uh, and if you haven't started playing yet, apparently play it on hard. All right? Everyone yeah, yeah. Play I it on hard. That's it. 100%. I've heard a lot of people say that. Uh, yes. Um, cool. Nice. Uh, Johnny Bravo writes... Oh, good question, Frisco. Sorry. should add. Johnny Bravo writes, Hey, gents. What are your thoughts on Sony and or Microsoft selling their next console for a notional price, say $150? Surely the profit margin on the box is minuscule in comparison to what they make in online subscriptions, peripherals, and games. Uh, nominal price, I assume. And uh, I, I think it's a very delicate balancing act because you want to make as much pos- money as possible. Uh, it's, it's one of those situations like in theme park management games where you want to put the ticket prices at the just the right amount where you're making as much money as possible while still getting as many people in as possible. Yeah. So uh, I don't think, you know, I think that at the end of the day, announcing it for a tiny price uh, might not uh, be that effective a way to gain as much money as possible. Yeah. Uh, when, you know, you think about the idea of early adopters picking mm-hmm. it up. Uh, they're going to buy it uh, regardless and then there are the people who won't buy it until it's super cheap and they might wind up waiting for it to be super duper cheap even cheaper than your already cheap price so you got to look at it from the perspective of if you were to do a nominal price of say $300 people would be waiting for it to be $150 anyway uh which takes forever. So hmm. you may as well do it at six hundred dollars and they will, those same people will wait for it to be three hundred dollars. Yeah. And, and, and those out. those prices generally they're they're trying to recover R and D costs. Um yeah. and at that stage as well, they're not generally making much of a profit anyway. It's not until years later when the cost of this stuff comes starts to come down is when they're actually making I think like the profit. Wii. Yeah. The Wii make a was loss. the only Hey? No, the the Wii was sold the only console in the last like decade or two decades or something like that, some crazy amount that wasn't sold at a loss. Every oh, okay. other console was sold at a loss. Yeah, uh, like they're all already being sold at a loss. So uh, yeah, the price per unit, like the I think the margins at that point, the margins are what you need. 
all of that other stuff, online subscriptions, peripherals and games yeah. to make for you uh, are actually pretty high already because you're already selling it at loss. That's the crazy... Yeah, the crazy thing is that fucking PlayStation 3 sold at a loss at launch and it costs a thousand fucking dollars. Like, yeah, they're already making it as cheap as possible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We, we might get to that point next gen as well where we go back to subscription costs for hardware. It might rope back around, especially if they start, um, you know, getting upwards of high, you know, close to the $1,000 mark with SSDs and whatnot in there. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that was something that was thrown around a few years back. We never saw it eventuate, but it's definitely something we could see next year. You know, 12-year mark, yeah. the 12-year plan where you... You pay, I don't know what, thirty bucks a month, forty bucks a month, to you know lease a console through Microsoft, and then after the year is up, you own it or something like that. I don't know, but that's definitely something you could see. As opposed to like the same way phone plans work, right? Rather than buying a phone, you you do the monthly contract. That could be something to sort of alleviate the costs of that giant bulk purchase. Yeah, true. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, good stuff, JB. Uh, that would be it. Cool. That's a show. Um, That's a long ass show. Yeah, you can find us on iTunes, Android, Windows Store, Spotify. Did I say YouTube? All those places. Um, if you do have a moment, uh, please rate and review the show. It uh, helps other people find it, which uh, is very important. Um, if you want to send us questions, you can email us, thegapodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on our discord page thegapodcast.com slash discord which is you can do what JB just did send us messages and uh, and other people like Frisco has been talking in the chat yeah right chatless jump in if you see people playing yeah it's good fun Um, you can also find us on social media facebook.com slash gapodcast twitter.com slash gapodcast you can also go to our youtube page thegapodcast.com slash YouTube. You can probably check me out um, attempting to fight people in Call of Duty with a PlayStation 4 controller. Nice. And no, I'm not drunk. I'm just getting you struggling. (laughs) Struggling very hard. Struggles filled. Yep. Um, You can also find us on our uh, our website, thegapodcast.com. It's got links to all the things we talked about, including past episodes of the show. And... uh, that's all run thanks to our Patreon members. If you want to help support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash GA podcast and uh, hit that subscribe button. Is it subscribe? I don't know. Hit the button. Helps us pay the bills and we greatly appreciate everyone that does that every month. We do. Uh, if you best. can. You don't have to. Thank you. Of course. Yeah. If, yeah. Don't. Like if you're struggling you to pay for bills we, and things like that, don't. We do appreciate it. And don't subscribe. If you catch one of us out in the wild... Probably me, because Luke's a fuckhead. Uh, yeah, why you drink? Oh, BlizzCon. There you go. If you're at BlizzCon. Oh, that's what... Yeah. Hunt him down. Oh, the fucking beers are so expensive. BlizzCon. Fucking do it. Is Someone media section for beers? Uh, you can't get people media beers. What the fuck? I don't know. For me. I just sit in the media room the entire time. Oh, you hide from... Yeah, hide from... Uh, there were no beers last time I was there. Oh, Not in the media enough. section, but they were in like the taverns and stuff. Anyway, cool. Um, that's the show. You got anything you've been working on? I guess this week that you want to talk about? 
Uh, yeah. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, uh, you're able to read either some uh, some stuff with the the teams that qualify for Red Bull Fight or Flight, uh, or some stuff with uh, some OPL players about the changes that are coming to the League of Legends map. But I have no idea. Neither. I haven't got responses from either, so I'm just sort of sitting here waiting, which is cool. Yeah. Yep. Exciting. Um, you're going to interview Shannon Knowles? Uh, I wish. I wish. Are you going to go in the competition? <clears throat> what competition? The amateur oh, PUBG competition? How do they determine what the amateur team is? Uh, I guess if you're registered to play in a pro league, then you aren't amateur. Mm. Good luck to them regulating this. It's going to be tricky. It's yeah. going to be tricky. Because the prize pool is something stupid. It's like an Asia uh, Asia Pacific prize pool of like $200,000 or something. It's cash money, baby. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Anyway. Yeah. Um, for me, you can go to ozgamers.com and check out my Call of Duty Modern Warfare review. I think it's going nice. on Ozgamers. Hope it's going on Ozgamers. At least I've been writing for no reason. Uh, yep. That mm. would suck. Um Anyway, Australian exclusive. Only Australian to have played it or have a review. Yeah. Nice. There you go. That's the show. We'll be back next week. We've got, um, what have we got? Outer Worlds, After Party, uh, Death Stranding. Is Death Stranding next week? Yes. Yes. We can talk about Death Stranding next week. Um, What else can we talk about? Probably Modern Warfare. (laughs) We can get codes. If we can get codes. Yeah, we'll see. Yep. <laughs> but otherwise, um, thanks everyone for listening. Cheers. See you next time.